You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Look at it. Yo, this is Ace. This is Nick from the Lumberyard Recording, Recording. and you are listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. We (laughs) Fish and Chips. Fish and Chips. This is Matt Papa from Inti Creates, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello everybody and welcome to a very special bonus episode of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Where are we? This isn't our studio. No, Sam, this is not our studio. We're here live on location at Stone and Key Cellars Winery. And thank you to everybody here, the lovely folks here at Stone and Key, for having us today. Uh, We greatly appreciate it. We have a bonus episode uh, for you about... I don't know, about an hour? Around there. Hour, hour, 15 minutes. So we're looking forward to this today. We actually have five guests lined up for this show, so it's going to be a jam-packed hour or As so it usually is. Of, of entertainment. So we appreciate everybody coming on. We actually have a guest with us already, so we're going to jump right into the goodness today. Uh, joining us is owner of Stone & Key, Jason Harris. Jason, thank you so much for taking a couple minutes to be with us today. Oh, thanks, guys, for coming in today. We really... Uh uh, enjoy bringing uh, people through the winery and talking about wine. Uh, and, and you know what? We, we went back and forth and back and forth, and we said, how do we want to frame this episode? Do we want to do a normal episode just on location, or do we want to do an episode about the winery and about wine in general? Because not only could we use some schooling about it, but obviously our, our listener base is interested too. Um, and we decided to go for the latter, and I think that was a wise decision. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, cool. uh, so how long has Stone & Key been around? Stone & Key's a little over five years uh, since we opened the doors, mm-hmm. and um, it takes a while for a winery to get going, especially in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, because you're making wine and you don't have anything to sell. Yeah. there's a long lag time from uh, from starting wine to actually like bottling it and mm-hmm. having it ready for people to drink. And it takes a while for the grapes to actually grow. Well, that's true too. But we 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 follow the uh, urban winery model, okay. and so we don't own any vines or okay. trees. Uh, we leave the farming to farmers, uh, and we're fermenters, so we do okay. fermenting. And you know, farmers aren't always good fermenters, and fermenters aren't always good farmers. Yeah. And so, uh, so we're we're fermenters. That's gotcha. what we do. For for those of us, for those of us who aren't here, the people listening at home, give us a virtual tour of kind of what we're looking at and kind of the inspiration. Sure. Um, we're basically in a, a, a big warehouse that we, we did a lot of renovation. We did significant renovations too, but for the most part, it's a big open space. Um, and in the front, we have our tasting room. So if you come to visit us and hang out and drink some wine and whatnot, you can look out uh, on our production floor and see what's going on. Uh, the walls are lined with barrels on barrel racks, um, and uh, there are various color racks and the barrels are all made from uh, white oak they're all about 60 gallons um we have some larger totes floating around that we uh get material in and, and hold it temporarily um and we have people hanging out yep. drinking trying ciders trying wines and that was like the first thing i said was i love the open space i love that you could kind of see everything you have it's and it's very clean in here by the way thank very you clean. so you have you have live music here you have comedy especially coming up soon with latisse you have uh, food trucks all the time. Talk to us a little bit about how you decided to kind of go down that path of having these special events, yoga, uh, trivia, make your own wine, all that stuff. Well, you know, having a winery is, is uh, has its own challenges, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and so we want to be uh, profitable. We want to, you know, 
be able to support employees and all that. And so we explore multiple revenue streams um, and uh, People come here and make wine with us and follow it from grape to bottle. Uh, we just sell bottles. But um, the only way to really get to people and sell to people is to actually get them to come to the winery. Right. And so, you know, we like to do special events that uh, hopefully people are excited about and, and draws them in. And, and then, you know, they become customers. Yep. So, uh, so we do trivia and music and uh, we're trying comedy out for the first time and, We'll do uh, pairings, like around Valentine's Day, we'll do chocolate and wine, or um, we'll bring in a cheesemaker and pair cheeses with wine. We, we try and do whatever we can, that, you know, things that we like, yeah. uh, because we figure if we like them, other people are going to like them. And it seems like nowadays, like with the podcasting, like comedy has been has been booming. I feel like the, everyone wants to kind of go see a comedian and stuff like that, so I think it's smart to bring a comedian here to, you know, be surrounded by wine. Well, we have our fingers crossed, because we've, yeah. we've, we, this will be... Coming up at the end, end of this June, it will be our first comedy night. Um, so usually we, we, we kind of laid out a schedule where we do um, trivia on the um, second and fourth right. uh, Fridays. Friday, yeah. yeah, and the first and third we do music, and then all of a sudden we're like, hey, we got a fifth Friday. What, <laughs> what should we do? <laughs> we yeah, have room for more. Yeah, let's yeah. do fifth Friday trivia. Tri- uh, I'm sorry, fifth comedy. Friday comedy. Awesome. And that way... Um, you know, we have a fill-in, but it's, it's you know, we'll yeah. see how it goes. That's, That's awesome. awesome. And we actually have Latisse here on site with us. She'll be coming on the show in just a little bit. We're actually going to have Kate Coots as well come on the show uh, pretty soon. She's going to talk about all the events coming up here at Stone and Key. Uh, but you mentioned earlier something about ciders as well, which and, is and really cool. My co-host loves a cider. I do. What, what was your mindset to bring cider into the winery? Well, I mean, uh, with a winery license, you're pretty much allowed to ferment any kind of fruit product. Okay. And so... Uh, cider has been something that we've promoted in our other business, uh, which is Keystone Homebrew Supply. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of like an extension in some ways of that business. Like we've, we took what we were helping uh, customers and consumers to make at home, wine and beer and also cider, and we're like, hey, we, we should do it ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and cider is a really growing sector uh, in, uh, of the alcohol industry and, and we're excited to be a part of it, and uh, Pennsylvania in particular is a great, great apple-growing state, and so it's only natural uh, for us to use local apples to make our ciders. And it's also now, at least in the state of Pennsylvania, we can actually get wine shipped to us now. That's true. Yeah, some of the, some of the rules have changed uh, in recent years, and the, and the state is definitely getting more... Uh, liberal, looser, yeah. more, more consumer-oriented yeah. uh, in terms of uh, alcohol industry. And so, yes, uh, we can now ship wine and people can ship wine in from other wineries. There are, of course, constraints. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> I know I'll be placing an order quite soon. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Uh, you also mentioned there is the homebrew right through these doors here. Yeah. Now, I did not know that was actually – are you owner of that as well? Yeah, I, I started Keystone Homebrew Supply a, a little over 25 years ago. Talk to us a little bit about that. Um, so – you know, I went to school, college, and you know, when I graduated, I, I looked around for a job. It was early '90s, and it was it was kind of like 2008 for for you younger people. Okay. I mean, yeah. the market sucked. The, yeah. It was the economy was horrible, and um, I couldn't really find a, a job in, in biology. But I, I had brewed all through college, and it was a passion of mine. And I kind of dreamed of opening my own brewery, but 
I didn't have a lot of money, didn't have any business experience. It was less hot a topic back yeah. then. And um, so starting a homebrew supply store was a good way to get business experience and stay engaged in the industry. So yeah. um, that's what I did, and, and I pretty much grew it from... from uh, a little booth in, a, in the new Montgomeryville Mar up to, wow. you know, what we have going today. So, um, that you worked that's way up exciting. the ladder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and after a point, you know, when it got big enough and busy enough, like I kind of stopped thinking about opening my own brewery and, and just like, this was, this was good. Yes. This mm-hmm. is what I did. Uh, we helped many of the, the regional breweries get going. A lot of those, uh, guys got their starter kits from us, or if not their starter kits, you know, came and, and brewed a lot you know, getting ready to open up their, their breweries. Mm-hmm. So. It's cool because um, if, if Joe Rio is listening to this episode, through that door right there is probably a dream come true for him. Yeah. We had a guest on the show who does homebrew, and he came in third place yeah. in an second, IPA second contest. Or third, second or third. In an IPA. So this is probably a dream come true for him, this place. But talk to us a little about, um, you know, obviously as the owner of Full Autonomy, do you have... Or what is the process for maybe creating a new flavor or a new blend? Because you have these wonderful fruit wines here. Sam and I have our own that we're sampling today. But sure. can you talk to us a little bit about the process of going into a new blend or a new flavor, t- taste testing, whatever that is? Sure. I mean, we can talk about the, the whole breadth of products that we do. I mean, mm-hmm. we do cider and wines and, and whatnot. Um, let's, take a, let's talk a little bit about wine for a second. Yeah. Um, one thing that a lot of people don't understand is that the wine is basically just grape juice. And the type of grapes determine the type of wine. So if you want to make a Cabernet Sauvignon, you got to grow Cabernet Sauvignon grapes. If you want to make a Pinot Noir, you got to grow Pinot Noir grapes. Now, there are certain classic blends in the world. Um, So in Bordeaux, France, they blend, there's typically five grapes, some people say six now, that go into that blend. Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Cabernet Franc, Petit Verdot, Malbec, and a long lost varietal that they realized was in Chile maybe 10, 15 years ago. It's called Carmenier, and some uh, Bordeaux uh, houses are, are adding that grape back to the mix. It was lost in an in a, in a epidemic. So, you know, sometimes we'll mimic um, in wine a, a, a classic blend because it's, it, it works. Yeah. Um, and so our Bordeaux blend is called uh, Chateau Harris, which I, I, I challenged my team to come up with another name, and I said, otherwise I'm going to call it Chateau Harris, and they all kind of just shrugged, and so then I was stuck with a, a namesake uh, Bordeaux blend, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And, um, uh, you know, another, in terms of what the actual percentage of Cab or Malo and that kind of blend, I, I leave that to my winemaker. Who I think you guys are going to talk with yeah. in a little yes. bit right now. Yeah. Uh, his name's Matt Check, mm-hmm. and, and so uh, he's in the trenches pulling samples out of various ba- barrels, uh, almost like mad scientist <laughs> wise. Like you know, ten milliliters of this, twenty of that, and so he gets a percentage um, that he really likes. So cool. we have a, a red wine blend that Matt put together called Obsidian. It's kind of his baby, and and he loves Carmenere, that lost Bordeaux grape that they grow a lot in Chile, okay. and so. Uh, his he he put together this obsidian blend that kind of highlights Carmenere and uh, Petit Verdot, uh, which are, are two great grapes that he really loves. Now, all the blends, you know, are usually worked on by the team yep. led by the winemaker. I, I overarching just make have a lot of influence because I decide what grapes we're going to buy, yeah. and, and so then. You know what happens at the end. You know is, is done by the winemaker, but the but the funnel. You know where the 
grapes are coming yeah. from or what we get is, is you know I, I have a say in that too now do you have no would you would you recommend like what wine would you recommend to someone maybe who hasn't been here before doesn't know too much about wine well even wine hopefully for for anybody um uh in terms of you know a lot of people starting out um like sweet yeah. you know yes. some sweetness like, like my co-host <laughs> that's me yeah, so that's some, me <laughs> some sweetness in wine you know uh there's certain things that give wine characteristic, uh, and just like any food, yeah. uh, and and sugar is kind of a blender, mellower. Like it, it, people enjoy the flavor, yes. and so when you combine sweet with something else, uh, it, it brings out certain flavors and, and makes it more palatable. Now, as yeah. people, you know, delve into wine and understand it more, and they start to appreciate some of more of the nuances of the oak. Uh, and then some of the the tannin yeah. characteristics from the grape skins, and the oak, the oak is also tannins, and then the fruit flavors and the acidity, and you know they find that sugar can mask some of those flavors. Yeah. And so as people like get to know wine and understand what it is and appreciate the flavors, like they they learn to to drink it dry, and yeah. and then that becomes a, a preference yeah. uh, in a lot of ways. So so some wines lend themselves to sweetness. And other wines, you know, we make dry because that's what we are passionate about and what, and what we like. You know? And you mentioned so, all with the, the food pairing also. It's always good to kind of, like, taste the wine because they tell you stuff that you don't know. Like, this wine's good with, like you said, chocolate or this is good with pork or something like that. Yeah, I mean, so there's definitely complementary aspects. Just like, like some foods complement other foods. So, you know, when you put like a fresh squeeze of lemon on top of a, a, a piece of fish it kind of you know makes yeah. everything you know better than you know sucking on a lemon and, <laughs> and maybe just eating that piece of yeah. fish right, right you know right, so right. i mean wine can work the same way it can, it can highlight and pull you know flavors from foods together if you have really rich food sometimes a, a lighter more acidic wine will will lift that rich fattiness off your tongue and refresh your palate and you know, sometimes it, it, if you have something that's that's um, lighter and you you know you want a, some more flavor character, you know, it, it's there's a lot of subjectivity to yeah. pairings, and, and there is some science to it um, in terms of you know matching sweet with mm-hmm. sweet or sweet with with sour, and, and and there's you know it's kind of like a fun thing yeah. for for people to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recommend you know trying wines with various foods and, and coming up with your own ideas of what's a, a good blend. Matt, uh, Jason, last question. Open forum. <laughs> what do you got for us? Anything else that you want to add? I mean, this is more of a statement than anything, but anything else you want to add about Stone and Key, the process, your role in everything, website, and anything and at all? Sure. You can look at our website, Keystone. I'm sorry. I'm in my, in my homebrew mode. <laughs> Stoneandkey.com. I, I, I would... I'd mention kind of two interesting little stories, um, or one one story and one one kind of fact about the winery. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll start with the winery. One of the things that we do that we're most excited about is that we allow customer participation in winemaking. We and know that. Yes, yeah, we so, know that. So it's one of I the mean, best parts about this place. Yeah. So a lot of people, are, you know, the wine's a mystery. You know, that it, it has a lot of kind of. Um, allure to it but they you know people don't understand it and therefore they they, they like it mm-hmm. um and and you know the the grapes kind of make the wine but but people don't understand the process so we, we do this program where you can make a barrel or part of a barrel or join our quarter barrel club and so you come in when the grapes arrive you actually can see the grapes taste the grapes that's cool so it's like right yeah help us crush them 
Then you come back a couple weeks later for the pressing. So now you've, you have like raw wine and we separate it from the skins at that point. Uh, and then it goes into a barrel. And then throughout the time it's in the barrel, we'll invite you in to try the wine barrel tasting. Can I, can I actually time out for a second? How many yeah. grapes in, go into a barrel? Like pounds, counting like, like <laughs> pounds of grape. Because we look around and there's 100 barrels it just yeah. surrounding us in this room alone. How many pounds of grape would it We've take to make a barrel? Stuff. I'm, I'm so curious. a barrel is 60 gallons. And okay. put that in perspective, wow. it's like 24 to 25 cases of wine. Uh-huh. And typically, we use about 800 pounds of grapes to make wow. a barrel. Wow. And we usually make a little extra because uh, the barrels uh, are wood. And, and they get absorbed? evaporation. Okay. Um, oh, okay. And so throughout the, the year, we go and we'll add more wine to each of the barrels gotcha. to keep it full. Okay. And, and I, I mean, I can geek out nerd on <laughs> wine making in barrels and all that with you guys for like hours you'd be like oh my god will you be quiet already um but you know so so you know you top up the barrel so so 800 pounds will you know take a, a wine from start to finish with enough topping wine to make sure that that you can do that um the the one of the art parts of wining the artist part yeah. you know a lot of people say wine's made in the vineyard where by you know treating the grapes right and making sure you get good grapes yeah. is the blending um so so blends of wine have more complexity because you can pull in flavors yeah. from from this grape yeah. and an aroma from that grape and fill out the the palate feel from another grape and when you put these blends together you have like a more complex okay. and, and complete wine and so that's why a lot of people these days say oh i really like blends um versus the straight yeah. varietal um you get more complexity but uh, we invite the customers as part of that process to a blending session we'll, mm-hmm. we'll take their wine and mix in a couple other wines and we'll let them try it and and kind of direct what the final blend is going to be for their wine and then last part of that process is uh bottling and we have some cool bottling equipment people come in and you know i'm you know, for us it's work, but like watching the bottle fill up, pushing the the button and watching the pneumatic corker, you know, put the cork in the bottle, you have a labeler and shrink cap thing, and and just you get this finished product, you know, in your hand, like literally, like maybe thirty seconds from from when you started filling the bottle. I mean, it's, people love yeah. that, and then, and we include a custom label, so that's they, cool you, too. You walk yeah. home, yeah. And, you know, you, you take your bottle out, and you're like, hey, this is my wine, I, I, I made it. I, I equate that to uh, for any kids out there listening, I equate that to Build a Bear. Stuff in your own yeah. bear, putting the heart but, in, get like, the name for tag. adults. Yeah, right. exactly. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 like every step of the way, it's like they're involved. Like that's a different experience. I don't think I've ever heard of another winery that does that. Does yeah, that. it's it's not it's not pervasive. Yeah. I mean, you can find some other places to do it, but it's something that we really enjoy doing. It's it's kind of like a cornerstone of of why we started um, Stone and Key, mm-hmm. and and it's um, something that that we enjoy the most yeah. making dry red wines that are ageable that highlight the grapes are our are, are passion I'm sure when Matt or winemaker comes over and talks with you guys he'll talk about that with you yeah, now, I've kind awesome. of labbed on it and I'm sorry no no no, 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 no believe fine. me this is awesome yeah Any, my, anything you want to talk about my last story yeah. is um, the winery name mm-hmm. um, Stone and Key so you know I've had Keystone homebrew for a long time but I never uh, put that I, together I. Yeah. Yes. I bet you get that all the time where people say I didn't put that together no no they don't and so oh um, I had some smart ass um, employees <laughs> you know from the homebrew store and we used to be in this tiny little store over in 309 at the corner of 309 and North Wales Road uh, if, you're, if you're local yeah, yeah, yeah. and you drive by it's now a little Hertz rental car place but it's this tiny little building and I was there for 15 years in that space wow. And um, when I when we moved out, I had some employees say, "Oh, 
we're going to open another homebrew store over there, and we're just going to call it Stone Key. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so we had a big contest for the naming the winery, and and I, most of the names are really, you know, people try, they're creative, but, yeah. uh, you know, I need something that was that yeah. was quality. Yeah, and, of course. And uh, Stone Key w- kind of came out the winner, and we, we decided to modify it just a little bit, and Stone and Key uh, seemed to, to maybe roll off the tongue yeah. a little I'd better ag- I'd agree than, with you. than Stone Key. Uh, and, and so that's how we came up with the name uh, Stone and Key Cellars. That's and, amazing. And, that's awesome. And so we don't, you know, we don't put vineyard in our name because obviously, as I said, we're fermenters, not farmers. Right. And so since we make wine sense, here yeah. in our cellar, it's Stone and Key Cellars. And, and that's kind of the story of, uh, of our naming. So. Awesome. That's awesome. J- Jason, yeah. thank you so much for taking some time to be with us. It was an amazing conversation. We appreciate all the knowledge. and. Uh, Pleasure, seriously. Uh, it was yeah, a pleasure. hopefully you guys will come back. You know, I, I want to I mean, come back. I want to make my own wine. You sold me. I'm sold. <laughs> Jason, thank you so much. Sure. We appreciate it. We'll be right back after this word from Castbox. We podcast and we know things is supported by Castbox, the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on iOS and Android. Castbox has over 50 million free episodes that more than 16 million users download and listen to wherever, whenever. Castbox has also pioneered a brand new way to search. All you have to do is enter a keyword or phrase, and Castbox will search all show titles and transcripts of every single episode to deliver exactly what you're looking for. So head on over to your app store, download Castbox, and try it for yourself today. And we're back. Thank you, everybody, for hanging on there during that cast box mid roll. I love the cast box mid roll. It's my favorite part of the week. Is it? I don't know. That's dynamite drop in, Sam. We're back here, and we are with Kate Coots. Uh, Kate, thank you so much for taking some time uh, out of your busy schedule, your work day to come in, hang out with us, talk to us a little bit about the upcoming events uh, here at Stone & Key. But before we do that, we want to talk a little bit about you. So if you could talk to us a little about your role here and how long you've been with Stone & Key. Sure, absolutely. It's, first, it's great to have you guys here. We love when our um, regulars take an interest in learning more about us and making their loves a part of what we do. That's really a lot of what we're about here. Um, and I guess, so I came in as an administrative assistant, sort of executive assistant to the owner, and it's a family company, so yep. that's very, like, you're right in it, yep. you're friends with everybody, and it's, it is a big family. Mm-hmm. So um, the winery is tied to the homebrew store. The homebrew store has been part of the brewing community for 25 years. The winery is newer, um, but that's let us even build on what already exists. So we have a lot of great relationships with breweries in the area. That's where a lot of our events build from, is inviting those guys in for tap takeovers and fun things like that. Um, So yeah, so I have a background in theater. So as the winery was growing, its events program it was very natural for me to be mm-hmm. like, oh, I know how to like yeah. set up a music night yeah, or get yeah. in touch with talent. And, and you were like um, the social networking. Yeah. Mm. And we're really... Sam, we're talent, apparently. <laughs> oh. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're not talented. We have to be talented to be talent. Sorry, well, go ahead. not necessarily <laughs> true. But, um, but yeah, so that just became a natural role for me to grow into. So I've taken over a lot more of the internal events, coordination, planning, mm-hmm. what goes on, and getting word out yeah. um, through a lot of different means. Yeah. Um, most of them favors. <laughs> <laughs> because as with a lot of small businesses, budget's always a concern. Yeah, you got to start so somewhere. You have to begin somewhere. We, we know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> we know the feeling. So yeah, so it's been a really great experience, and I've been here about two years now, and um, we've really developed the program of events since then, and seen a lot of really great growth there, and regulars, and we want to see more of that, and we've been having a really great time with it. What's your favorite blend of wine? 
Or my, cider. Or cider. <laughs> or, or beer. I mean, hell, there's beer on <laughs> there, tap There here. is a lot there's to choose from. There's everything here. Um, well, I'm a dry red drinker, generally. Mm, that's why she made fun of me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. It's an Italian thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, Irish-Italian. Yep. Born yep. in Brooklyn, raised in Jersey, all the standards. Whereabouts in Jersey? Uh, Jackson, where Six Flags is. Yeah, oh, hell yeah, we know uh, Jackson. Everyone knows where Jackson is. I drove is. through it once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have a Wawa. <laughs> Every we corner have several is a Wawa. <laughs> Although the gas isn't always as cheap as at the Sunoco. Oh, what so the hell? You want to wa- check? Wawa. Get your shit together, <laughs> Wawa. Come on. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think. The Skeleton Key is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. That's one of our specialty blends that we do. It comes in and out of release. It's always available at Iron Hill Breweries in the Love area, the Iron though. Hill Brewery, yep. Great um, place. Which is great. And I did the label design. That was one of my, oh, like... High five. <laughs> high five on the air. It was one of my, like, oh, I can fill that role kind of moment. Did you, did you draw it? or? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I had a gentleman from India draw that for us for $25. Uh, 26 like <laughs> yeah, he, he's, Greg's a huge gamer nerd. That's why it's an 8-bit. I got a, a 16-bit. 16-bit, <laughs> butthead. Anyway, um, so, you, you know, I guess how would you describe your role here? What You said executive... I, yeah, sort of executive assistant, which is just a catch-all for right, whatever right. the owner happens to need that day. Um, so, yeah, so like I said, it sort of... With the winery, I tend to think of myself as internal events coordinator. Mm-hmm. With the homebrew store, I do a little bit of everything, accounting uh-huh. and it helping. It seems like you do with, a little yeah, bit of everything and then, here. Okay. Uh, we're also working on getting some satellite locations open for the That's winery. That's really cool. Um, so we've been doing a little bit of special projects management. Breaking, <laughs> breaking <laughs> Learning news. all the things okay. we have to know to That's get cool. that to happen. So nothing super official yet that we're ready to talk about but lots yeah. of stuff going on there so yeah so, just a lot of directions well, you mentioned event coordinator so let's touch on the events that are coming sure. up here we actually have uh, like we talked about with Jason we have Latisse here who's going to come on next and she's going to talk about a, a comedy night she has uh, coming up but let's talk about all the events as we're recording it's June 16th so anybody out there who's listening on demand uh, today is June 16th but we're going to go through some of the events coming up here at the winery sure well we have a regular schedule of events so First and third Fridays are live music. Um, we have a couple of great acts coming up. Scott Silver is July 6th, and Two Rocks Rye is July 20th. They've been here before. They're a great group of guys. I, I love the name already. <laughs> <laughs> they fit in very well with what yeah. we're doing. Um, and then we've also, what's really helped build our Friday night events has been the food trucks. So on the 6th, Twisted stuffed or stuffed and twisted pretzels. I always mix it up. It's coming, and then on the twentieth, Cone Appetit, which is, is a Jersey food truck. And is that like I can imagine? Is that like the pizza in a nice? Yeah, food? it's oh. like hold on, hold it's on. like it's a bread cone, yes. and there's different savory and sweet stuffings. So. I, 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 I have to <laughs> I have to just interrupt for a second. Um, I forget where in New Jersey I went to the Pinelands Music Festival with my then fiance now wife, 2015. Um, the Euro November headlined it. Jukebox okay. the Ghost headlined it. Awesome, awesome show. They had this Cone Appetit was there, and they did a chicken parm pizza in a cone that knocked my <laughs> socks so off. Good. Knocked my <laughs> socks off. Been looking for it ever since. Mm-hmm. July 20th. We'll be here. We're not going anywhere. She's a little <laughs> pregnant at this time. So we'll be here for that because I'm looking forward to yeah. that. And then we'll be back August 3rd as well, awesome. I think. Like um, a double dip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's not August 3rd. That was a lie. 
that was that was uh, just a this tease. Is apparently wrong. Anyway, um, <laughs> my cheat sheet is incorrect. So what good is it? Um, but yeah, they do do have another date in August. But I'll, you'll have to check the website. It will be okay. correct on there for sure. Cool. Um, but the, so then our second and fourth Fridays we do uh, trivia nights, and those have been growing a lot in the last year like we've seen crowds of like 140 people yeah the gentleman back there who's sitting at the bar to the right talking now he's been there he's conquered the trivia he loves it he's he's there every week he loves the trivia we have a nice Andy uh, Speck is our uh, our host he does a great job he's also part of the family worked at Keystone for many years and uh, doesn't work there on the regular anymore but does come in every once every Every two weeks to do that for us. And is the trivia like anything in general? Or is it? Yeah, we usually okay. pick a topic. So this coming trivia night on the 22nd of June is going to be alcohol, wine, beer, and spirits. Sold. <laughs> so bring your knowledge. And Stuffed Buns is joining us. So that should be a good awesome. food truck night. And then um, the next one will be the 13th of July, which we get a lot of Friday the 13th, yeah. which is fascinating. Yeah. They can't all be Jason themed, so this one's going to be... The opposite of Jason. <laughs> the opposite this one's going to be Disney. And so. that's right up my alley. <laughs> Ashley and I will you be here for that one. Yes. She, she won't be drinking. I, I'll do. I drink double sweetheart. You'll be drinking. She'll be the one getting all the answers correct. And that's right. That's what she's good yeah, for, exactly. is getting the answers yeah. right while I just sit back and drink. That's yeah. a good idea. So, so And we'll have the Flying Deutschman food truck, which is one I've been looking forward to, like Spatzel. And oh yeah, I love Spatzel. Oh, see, now, now you guys are the Italian Irish. I'm the German at the table, so Spetzel for me is. Mm. Finally, we're speaking his language. That's right. That's right. Not only is Germany going to win the World Cup, but I get uh, Spetzel uh, from a you food. You better show. hope they win. Um, also, the thing that we were talking about before we went on the air, just as you and I were discussing it, the thing that interests me most is it looks like it's once a month or so, but you offer yoga. That's right. Yeah. So we do. That's so freaking original. I love it. <laughs> It is once a month. Um, it's the fourth Thursday of the month, except in November when we move it yeah. to a different day. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that is, again, family. That's Jason's wife's sister is an instructor, okay. and she cool. comes in, does a really great class. Um, and then we leave the winery open just an extra hour or so just for the yoga attendees. That's really they cool. can have a flight, have a drink, nice and relaxing. Dim the light. You, you deserve out. it after yoga. Yoga, exactly. yoga's tough. You need to, and we are seeing more yoga pop up at breweries and stuff. I don't know. You'll, you'll see it pop up. So it is happening. Yeah, People really seem cool. to like it. It's different. Um, it's different. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, we've also we had a really great promotion with uh, Recork. I don't know if you guys are familiar with their company. We have we have a bin in the winery, um, but they collect used corks and then recycle them into different products. That's cool. So awesome. they. Homebrew store actually won a competition. They got all these yoga blocks, which are awesome. That's neat. And we did a, like, sign up for enough classes, get a free yoga block. And they're totally great. And Recork was great to do that for us. So if you have corks to recycle, you can bring them here I have, when you um, come to yoga. That, that uh, In my kitchen, I have that thing that you... He has like a four-foot jar of corks. Yeah, like. so I'll just bring them here, and <laughs> I'll win go. everything. <laughs> and I'll get yoga you have an advantage. just for showing up. I think that's a win-win situation. Um, so we're going to have Latisse on in just a second. And I know you already, and Jason did as well, kind of touched on... Sure. Uh, you know, the inspiration for starting stand-up comedy here. Mm-hmm. But if you could just dive a little bit deeper yeah. into that. I mean, it's just a matter of filling the programming in yeah. a lot of ways. Like, every once in a while you get a fifth Friday. Yeah. And we don't have a regular scheduled thing. So we've been kind of like, we've done tap takeovers before and other stuff. But we've been thinking that we want something regular that people yeah. can rely on. Like, every fifth Friday we're going to be doing this. So 
the comedy. This will be our first one, but we're definitely doing another one in August, when is the, which is the next fifth Friday. And I think there's not another one until November. Yeah. But if there's ever a sixth Friday, we'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'll be podcast Friday for the sixth. Comedy Friday. and wine, it doesn't get much better. Right. It really doesn't get much better. So mm-hmm. talk about how... Um, I, I know you said you were into theater and all that good stuff. Talk about how this became your inspiration. This became something you 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 know you want to do. Yeah, I mean it's it's. Uh... She's Italian and loves wine. <laughs> so, so. Yeah, I mean the product is good. It's it's the same kind of like community mentality. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think that was what I always loved about yeah. theater is that like everybody comes together and this is a very small business family kind of atmosphere. And, and family and we is in, the right, right word. And our, even our customers are part of our family. We invite people into. I'm sure Jason talked about make wine with us yes. and be part of that process. And that's really a big part of what I've always been excited about yeah. is getting people into something that they're going to turn out to love, yeah. learn new things, open up to new stuff. And yeah, and that was sort of like how we met Latisse. She came in with a uh, My New Philly, which is a, a video yep. Yep. Uh, kind of, I don't know what the official term is, is that a video? It's not a podcast. Oh, yeah. it's not, a vlog? I think she was trying for a podcast. It could be a vlog. Though, right. But it it's, is, a, yeah. it's a series of things. And they were really great. They brought Latisse in to sort of co-host and we hit it off and we were like, yeah, let's make something happen. So yeah, we're always awesome. excited to meet new people and get them excited and about what and we're doing. And who doesn't love the life? Right. Now you yeah. have happy hour Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. That's Eastern time. So, again, if you're in the area, uh, you know, I would say anywhere in the Montgomeryville, yeah. Bucks County, Northeast Philadelphia. I mean, hell, wherever. Even I if mean, you're in Jersey. Even if you're in home. Indiana, $20 yeah. Patreon, <laughs> Tom Chisholm. Uh, <laughs> if you feel like coming through... Uh, Everything we've seen now, I've been here probably, I would say, probably a dozen yeah, times at or least. so, uh, at least a dozen times. I got to be honest here; I, I can't lie to the listeners. Now, I haven't been here for happy hour. Um, I see here five dollar ciders and craft beers. That's Talk right. to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, the recently, it's now allowed for PA producers of alcohol to serve each other's project products in the winery. And like I said, the homebrew store has a huge relationship with so many breweries around here. So we're excited to bring like some of the best craft beers yeah. in the area. We do a lot with Free Will. We do a lot with um, uh, uh, Forest and Maine and uh, even Trogues. We have some relationships with guys that are there. They'll send us specials. We did a huge tap takeover with Trogues cool. last year that was premiering the Crimson Pistol. So awesome. like, we get a lot of interesting things going on, so it's really exciting to serve the craft beers. And then our ciders are another huge part of what we do here. I love um, the cider. And you'll find them out at restaurants and breweries all over the area. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so they're usually like 7 to $8 for, yeah. dollars for a pint, so it's a really great deal to come in and try some ciders. Sam actually has the menu open in front of him right now. <laughs> God knows I've been tasting He's quite a few He's got two glasses of wine. I'm Italian. That's what we do. <laughs> Mine's empty. You Once have two flasses. White one spread. It's, it's, it's totally it's different. Greg, right? you're not Italian. You understand. But and, and if you're not local, you can always go on their website and order, get shipped to you. Yep. Yeah. So we just started with Vino Shipper, um, and so it's not directly on our website, but there are links from our website, so you can order canned cider. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the cherry pie and the añejo. 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 We had a whole big, and I might be pro- pronouncing it wrong. But that's how we pronounce it here yeah, in that, Pennsylvania. It sounds good to me. Um, and uh, and the keys are available, and we're. There's some labeling stuff that we have to work on with some of the more premiums, but they'll be rolling out yeah. soon. So, yeah, definitely check out vinoshipper.com, and our website has links to it, and you can get our stuff mailed to you wherever you are. Awesome. Now, for the event specifically, it's stoneandkey.com slash events dash calendar. Don't forget the dash. 
Dash is it's very important. It's very important. It's, it's integral to the piece. Kate, thank you so much for coming You're on welcome. the show. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. We'll be yeah. right back after this word from our ESO Network partners. In a world where podcasters talk about the same old pop culture topics, two heroes must rise to bring forth a new era of podcast entertainment. The Cigar Nerds Podcast. Movie reviews, pop culture debates, news, science, and even beer reviews. We're stranger than stranger things and funnier than an evil sewer clown. CigarNerdPodcast.com We all smoke down here, Georgie. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, here live at Stone and Key Cellars Winery and... Uh, Keystone Homebrew and everywhere else in the planet. This place, it feels like a Chuck E. Cheese for wine lovers. That's what I love about this place <laughs> is that they have everything here. And what I love is this is our third segment, and every segment that I sit down, I'm just a little drunker. So it feels great. And it's 12:36 in the afternoon. I haven't even eaten lunch yet. It's on a Saturday. We deserve it. Yeah, we're having fun on a Saturday, but we're here joined by a very special guest that we're excited to talk about, and then our friend. As well, friend of the show, $5 patron, so we appreciate the $5 patron, and also uh, just friend of, I mean, when we did have the Twitch channel yes. and all that stuff. When supporter, you were able to stream. Supporter of the show, Darren Monroe here as well. Darren, thank you so much for coming today and hanging out for a little bit. No problem, no problem. Uh, kind of talk about the, uh, I mean, are we going to, the elephant in the room? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the elephant in the room in just a <laughs> second here, but we're also joined uh, by stand-up comedian and somebody who's going to be hosting an event here at Stone and Key Cellars in just a couple of weeks that we really want to talk about and dive into. Latisse, Latisse, thank you so much for coming today. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm sorry. Please excuse my voice. I'm a little hoarse. <laughs> we but, were at um, Dave Matthews Band concert yes, last night. Yes, we were. Hell yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You, you drove over an hour just I to be did, here. I did, of course. Oh. Anything for wine, though, that and a, a podcast. Now you're, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And uh, we also, we follow each other on Instagram, so why don't we you shout do. that out for a second? Of course. My Instagram, you can follow me at Latisse Comedy. Also on um, all social media, um, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. Darren, you don't have social media. That's okay. Um, <laughs> but the, one of the cooler parts about Stone and Key is that, you know, obviously with all the wine, ciders, beers that they offer, they also have a, a couple of food items, but they encourage you to bring your own food. Darren, you didn't make that decision you chose to buy something from here would you like to talk about that just a little bit um so i, I purchased a uh i purchased a uh a, a sausage today and it's a little spicy it hit me yeah. in the back of the throat it's good when the sausage yeah. hits you in the back of the throat it's always good continue Darren. um so we, no, what? the best part is you guys cannot see this right now, but I just made all three men blush uh. <laughs> talking about the sausage hitting them in the back. I, of the I was going to make a joke Fantastic. that Greg doesn't like spicy food, but she just I I went I over the top of my joke and I yeah. said, it's I, all did. I didn't know it was spicy. I wasn't aware that the sausage had heat. Quite a kick. And then it Quite kicked me kick. in the face when I ate it. Mm-hmm. Darren, if you had to describe the sausage that you purchased, how would you describe it? Um, It was... um. Okay, so um, it was a um, a regular size sausage. A regular size? I didn't hear that one. I heard something right, a little right. different. It was I, I purchased a re- I purchased a regular size. It was it was a sausage. It was they w- it was they do it by weight. So that's the first thing they they. How many pounds was this sausage? So we don't. 
It was four dollars and sixty cents. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm just gonna interject right now because Darren is having a little hard time. Yeah. So what Darren didn't know is that I overheard his conversation of the purchasing of this sausage. So pretty much Kate is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, takes him over to the little refrigerated area for the food and they proceed to survey each <laughs> encased sausage that was available in the winery. He is a sausage and connoisseur. He's so. a connoisseur, I realized. Podcast coming soon. He, <laughs> right. And so as he perused the encased sausage, uh, he then says, I'll take the little one. <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny these allegations. Right, right. And then, then the best part was, after we formally met, and he's sitting at the table with the then now cut sausage. Smaller. He, yes, <laughs> smaller in fact. He offered me a slice, a little piece. What and a I gentleman. Said, Such a gentleman. And I declined, but I had to let him know how I heard him describe the sausage that he wanted as the little one. Uh, to me, they all look the same size, actually. I didn't see any variation. That's a compliment variation. to you, Darren. That is a compliment to you. I didn't see any variation on these things, by the way. I don't know what he saw, but that is hilarious. Do you right. have any rebuttal, Darren? I, again, cannot confirm or deny <laughs> Perfect. So, so you're saying Latisse is a liar. No, no, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Confirm or so, deny. <laughs> He would just confirm it if he wasn't saying she was I would was like a liar. to invoke my Fifth Amendment right. <laughs> right, right, right. Nicely played, nicely played. On further review, nicely his counsel played. has advised him not yeah, to say not. anything else because he did, in fact, say he wanted the little one. Um, so He wants to we, say something. He wants to say something. Right. So the sausage was, was good. We don't have to harp on the size or the weight yes, of the sausage. Yes. It was... It was a sausage. It was. It looks like Alan's taking a picture of the sausage right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is for proof. Thank you, Alan. Awesome, Thank Alan. you. Yes. Darren, uh, I, you know, we, know, we know you have to run, so thank you so much just for coming on and sharing the sausage story. We appreciate it. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. No, the next day. I'll see you Monday? Tomorrow? Tomorrow's Sunday. Possibly. Oh, maybe. Tomorrow's I'll be there. Father's Day. We're, we're, it's Father's yeah, Day. We're going to shoot a little... I go to shoot hoops on the Sunday mm-hmm. mornings, and maybe Darren will come well, this, nice. this is your... Your first Father's Day knowing. Knowing. First Father's Day knowing. And this, and knowing. You're, and thank you, thank you. Yes. And your exactly. next Father's Day, you're going to be celebrating. Yep. So. And you, and you, well, you also, it'll mean a whole different thing for you, brother. Well, yes. Darren celebrates Father's Day. you got a wonderful daughter, Imani. Oh, She's a big supporter nice. of what beautiful we do name. as well. Oh, beautiful, That's awesome. Beautiful yes. name. That's thank awesome. You, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, She, she comes to our work softball games. Yeah, nice. it's fun. Awesome. Absolutely. She gets scared to talk to me because I'm just the Mario guy. <laughs> oh, you're too much of a nerd. Excuse me. I'm just the guy on Twitch. No, he's. He's a celebrity in her book because he's, oh, oh that he's on TV. Oh, you know, yeah. So Cheers sweet. to Imani, Princess right. Imani, <laughs> Princess Imani. That's I, I won't forget beautiful. it. Darren, dude, thank you so much. I'll probably see you tomorrow or Monday. You're the man, Darren. Nice Appreciate meeting you, man. you, you Darren, by. and your sausage. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Uh, so, Latisse, yeah, cannot uh, confirm it. <laughs> <laughs> Latisse, uh, yes. let's talk a little bit about you, and then we'll dive Please. into the event here at Stone and Key. Awesome. Um, so talk to us a little bit about how long you've done stand-up comedy sure. and why you chose to go into that. Okay. Um, I've actually been doing stand-up almost 10 years. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so um, I kind of fell into it. Okay. And a uh, little interesting story, um, which I'll fast forward through. Um, 
met a comedian and we were talking after a show because I went to see um, another friend performing that okay. I hadn't seen in years. And uh, he basically was, you know, we're just having regular conversation. And he's like, wow, you're, you're really funny. You should get on stage. And I'm like, nah, I don't know how to do that. So they told me how to go sign up for the open mic. Uh, you get up, you do five minutes. And I'm like, well, what am I going to talk about? Well, start writing. So this was like December of 08. Uh, I was writing for like almost a month. Got up and performed it. It was the best feeling in the world. Fast forward, the owner of that club then asked if I would like to do a guest spot, and it ended up being one month to the day. Uh, so um, Valentine's night, 2009, I did my first live guest spot in Doylestown, mm, not far from not here, far Doylestown there. at the Comedy Cabaret, and um, did my five minutes, and it was the best feeling, and I never looked back. Were you nervous, like the first time being on stage? I, you know what, people ask me that, and it's funny because inside I was, but every time I would get off stage, people were like, you look so confident. You just look so confident on stage, and I'm like, but I was going for funny. Yeah. Was it funny? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I just took that and ran with it. So, yeah, you're, it's good to have those nerves, yeah. you know? Uh, we've been down, I mean, in Philadelphia, we have uh, Punchline, we yes. have uh, Helium, yes. we have a bunch of great comedy yes. clubs. Our, one of our friends, he's been on the show a bunch of times, Damien Check. He's a graduate of the school that um, Helium puts on. Yes. And he does a graduation where he did like five or ten minutes. Yes. Your first time filling five minutes. Was it yes. difficult to fill the five minutes? Did you feel like you had to keep going? Or did it fly by? No, it fly. You know what is funny? Because everyone's perception is different. But yeah. when you first start, those five minutes seem like forever. Um, it actually didn't feel like forever. Um, kind of flies by, especially if you're you're just talking too much. Sometimes yeah. you you fill it with arbitrary things that yeah. you don't necessarily need to fill it with. Like but, sausage stories. Right, right. <laughs> but um, no, I remember doing that and um, it was amazing. And yeah. I'm also, I, I perform at Punchline, I perform at Helium, awesome. so awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. So so what, oh, I was like, who are some of the comedians that you looked up to? Um, oh, definitely Whoopi Goldberg. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes, Wanda's also like, on yeah, my I list. Love, I love Ellen DeGeneres, and I don't know if you guys heard, but she is coming back after 15 years. Yep. She's starting a comedy tour awesome. in August. I, so I, I'm I think like, it was a long time man. coming for her because she is very yes. funny. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so that's exciting. But, um, yeah, I love so many people. And then a lot of people will say Chris Rock, but I actually I'm more partial to his brother, Tony Rock, who um, oh, okay. actually gave me – Five minutes on one of his shows at no Helium when shit. I first started. That's yeah. amazing. Um, met him through Brad Trackman, who I knew through the PCA at Helium. Awesome. And um, I just went to see my friend Alicia Cooper at the time. Okay. And she was featuring. And she was on stage. And I went in the green room, met Tony. And he's like, do you want to do five minutes? I was like, shut up. That is awesome. He was like, well, you've been here before, right? You know the club? Yeah, you want five minutes? You got it. And I was like, oh, my God. So I rocked out. I did five minutes before he went on. And, and it, it was so gracious of him because he didn't have to do yeah. that for me. Um, and, yeah, I never forgot him for that. And I saw him after that, and he remembered me. That so, yeah, I saw feeling. him at the cellar. Yeah, cool. he remembered me. We hung out. We were all, like, then we walked around the corner. We were, like, shooting pool, and it was great. That's awesome. So, yeah, so, like, I haven't met Chris Rock, but I like Tony Rock. Okay. <laughs> So talk to us a little bit about what's in your set. My set, um, talk about my life. Um, I'm married. I have three kids. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, so I talk about a lot about that. Um, um, I'm in an interracial marriage, so that's okay. always fun. 
Uh, a lot of people are surprised that I'm married to a white guy. It's fun, so I add that in my set. And um, I'm sure you have fun with it. Yes, yeah. I do, because I live in the burbs. I grew up in the burbs, and you know, uh, so that's always fun to play with. But I really just talk about um, uh, a lot of stuff, like reality TV, um, some ridiculous commercials, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But it's really about my perspective on life. And so I have fun. I just have fun with it. Now, do you have yeah. a performance that stands out to you? Is it is it the rock performance, or do you have something else no, that kind of comes to mind? No, I have a lot. Well, I um, I actually I got to perform live on the View. Oh, um, hey, yes. that's cool. Whoa. Yes, yeah. We got so a, we got a celebrity, celebrity in our uh, Thank you. So that you can actually find on my website. I still have that clip. That's cool. Um, We're going on the view amazing. next month. Are you really? No. 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 Ah. no you you will always be better than us. I'll watch, I'll watch the view next month. Yeah. yeah. So that was really one of the highlights. One of the other highlights, um, I was picked by David Brenner mm-hmm. um, to be part of his comedy stars of tomorrow. Um, actually, months before he passed away, we didn't know he was dying of cancer. But he didn't, he didn't um, tell anyone, right? No, yeah, he yeah. didn't. And um, we did four shows leading up to New Year's Eve um, at the Valley Forge Casino uh, back in the day. It was uh, 2013 going into 2014. So, so when yeah, they still amazing. charged you 10 bucks to get in. Yeah, no, it was amazing. We had so much fun. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of good stories about Valley Forge. I like that place. Yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Now tell us about Funny Bits Radio. Funny Bits. So yeah, I have my own podcast. We just hit two years, June 2nd, actually. We are right behind you. We're right behind That's what I heard. Awesome. You guys are awesome. <laughs> so I do that on um, wildfireradio.com. Um, and you can listen on any device. We're on iTunes. We're on the Play Store. So you can just look up Funny Bits. Please go subscribe. Please, 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 please. And um, I do it live every Thursday. Um, from 6.45 to 7.45. However, you can always catch the replay. I always repost it. But basically, Funny Bits was an idea that I had. I just wanted to bring in um, more comedians, uh, showcase them, what they're doing. We talk about, you know, stuff going on. And uh, we just have fun. And the hour goes by so fast. I'll but, bet. yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. I remember when we were starting the show, we said, all right, we're going to do an hour, hour, five yeah. minutes. Right. I don't think we've gone below that yet. We That's did one awesome. episode. So a little bit quickly about yeah. Sam and I is um, we, when we started the show, our main thing was consistency. Yes. And uploading every single week. Now, we did take a couple months off. We took a month, month and a quarter to a month and a half off. Okay. I got married. We went on our honeymoon. Nice. And at the same time, our our laptop broke. No. So, so we, we kind of... It was a perfect trifecta. Yeah, right, we, right. We were kind of forced story. into this yeah. little bit of a hiatus. But, right. um, you know, I, the one thing we said was let's we have to upload... Every week. Every week. And yeah. so there was a week where I had gotten mouth surgery. Okay. And we still recorded. Nice. And it was 20 minutes. I forgot my headphones, so no. the audio is trash. Are you serious? Uh, but it was still released. But it was still released. And, That's great. And so talk to us a little bit about what you've learned over okay. your two years doing yeah. this that maybe we can learn from because we're, well, st- we're about two years. Yes. But Yeah. Well, you're right. Consistency does help. And it's crazy because... Um, I used to actually turn down a lot of gigs that I would get on a Thursday. I Please haven't, okay. right, because we wanted to make sure we were on every week. It's it's funny, but now I'm like, sometimes I will take a show, mm-hmm. and so we won't be on live. Yeah. I'll tell people, go catch up, you know, but what I've learned is that, because I actually started with a different co-host than who I have now. Okay. Um, she moved to L.A., so I had to, like, revamp a little yeah. bit. 
But the show has evolved. And it's funny because people who have listened from the beginning to now, they're like, it's so like night and day, yeah. which I love hearing. They're like, it's so um, it's so much funnier. Um, I think now because there's more of a, a rapport between yeah. my co-hosts. We added a third, actually. And... Um, and he is another comedian, and he adds, you know, another element it's, it's to the show. Extra. Yes. Okay. So it's myself, it's Carl Rogers, and Moses Shapiro, and um, we have like an amazing time. So between the three of us, we talk about like we have hot topics. I do like um, I have this segment where um, I'm obsessed with the national calendar days. Okay. It used to be like a pet peeve of mine. Now I'm like <laughs> I have to talk about it, right? So I used to trash it, and now I'm like, guess what? Today is National Omaha Day. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. And um, it's so much fun because they're so random. It's like five, six things, and you're like, I didn't know it was National Eat Chocolate Cake Day. Like, I guess I'll do that. I love National Eat Chocolate Cake. Donut Day was a few weeks ago. Yes, right. And then I also give, like, what Fridays is so, like, people can get a jump start because by the time we're live, it's already in the evening, right? So I'm like, I hope y'all celebrated, but I'll let you know what you can do tomorrow, too. So we have fun with that. Um, A lot of hot topics. I'll find, like, crazy headlines, and we'll just talk about that, you know. Um, So we have fun, but like I said. And it's a good way you're talking with different comedians. You kind of get different bits and stuff like new ideas. That's awesome. My favorite day is National Podcast at your local winery on a Saturday (laughs) afternoon day. Yes, me too. We'll make it today. Because right now, I'm going to tell y'all, Greg is drunk, okay? (laughs) He's not not so much drunk. He's feeling it right now. More of sampling. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm holding my composure. You are, but you have like three wine glasses next to you. He's really holding his composure, guys. You want to talk about your composure last night. You told our friend to find you because you'll be the drunkest guy at the Dave yes. I was at a Dave Matthews He killed it concert. last night at the Dave it concert. Was, it was a great yep. show. I had yes. a good time surrounded by great human beings. Yes. I just partaked I, in it. Listen, I listen, I listen yes. to the police. I wouldn't podcast drunk. <laughs> I wouldn't get drunk and podcast at the same time. That's it's awesome. not within my being. Right. Mm, this oh. is this is uh, apple juice. Mm. Yeah, right. Grape, 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 grape juice. juice. Yeah. He All can't right. even get his juices nope. straight, guys. <laughs> He's gone. So let's Greg talk about gone. let's talk about the 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 thing we came here to talk about was yes. you're actually doing an event yes. here at Stoning Key first I'm ever super on June excited. 29th. Let's yes. talk about it. Okay. As I spill shit all over myself. I know. Well, crazy because I'm doing the inaugural comedy show and I'm super excited. I actually met Kate and this winery doing a separate event mm. and they loved me so much. They were like, you're a comedian? Let's get together. So we worked out. We are like the fifth Friday of the month yep. um, and uh, so it's going to be the fifth Friday laughs, whatever. Um, June 29th, you guys have to come out. Um, it's going to be a great show. So I'm hosting. I have an amazing feature, Peggy O'Leary. Uh, she's from Delco area. And Keith Purnell, he's from Delaware. He's the headliner. Gonna kill it. Um, plus, there's gonna be an amazing food truck. Show starts at like 8.30. Please go to um, brownpapertickets.com and get your tickets now. Reserve your seat because it will sell out. And ho- I would say hopefully this is the first of many. Yes, it will be. Definitely. That's, that's Fry's Catering Pop-Up Food Vendor. Yes. They'll be there from 6 to 9. The ca- the showcase is 8.30 to 10. Yes. Uh, it's only 15 bucks per person, but the ticket gets you into the show, but also a $5 drink ticket. Hell yeah. So you're talking less than $10 to go see an awesome comedy yes. show. And usually if you go to a comedy show, now, it's, it's a two-drink minimum. Yes. So to get one like that, that's that's a steal. It's definitely an incentive. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, you're hosting the event, but 
I remember in our days of going to the Club Casbah in Wildwood, New Jersey, yes. Don Vito would come on. He would host it, but he would also do a little bit of a bit. Are you oh, doing yeah. a little bit Oh, of yeah. Because oh, yeah. When I host, I'll open it up. I'll open the show. We're going to get get you the audience you more revved up. Heck, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll probably do like 10 to 15 minutes up top and um, get it rocking. Peggy will come up, and then I'll do probably a little something before the headliner. And then, like, it's going to be an amazing show. That's awesome. Amazing. So you guys are coming, I'll, right? I'll, I'll be there. We'll be Better there. Be here. I will try not to be the drunkest and guy in the room. No, you all, the folks, all the fine folks that we brought with us here today yes. will show up as well. They I mean, are it's, all coming. It's a must-see event. Yes. You can't see it now because this is an audio podcast. <laughs> but June 29th, let's do it one more time. Yes. June 29th, 8.30 to 10. Yes. The fifth Friday comedy showcase, Latisse You'll be Hell hosting yeah. it. Hell we have yeah. two comics besides you being there. Yes. And that's going to be awesome. Fry's Catering pop-up food vendor from 6 to 9, 15 yes. bucks per person. Includes the show, the $5 drink ticket. Yes. Can't forget about that. That's awesome because you're going to get the lovely things Hell here at Stone yeah. & Key Cellars. Uh, last question is let's yes. open up to you. Okay. Whatever you want to talk about, cool, now is cool. your time. All right. Well, please, um, again, thank you so much for having me. This is an amazing show. I'm definitely going to download this because oh. you guys, like, I'm just knowing and finding out about you guys for the first time today. We you're amazing. We started following each other on Instagram. Yes, we are. So we're Insta friends. <laughs> and uh, we're, now we're, we're family. Now we're Yes. Insta fans. So go um, for any of my dates. You can always go to my website, latissecomedy.com. That's L A T I C E, comedy. And you can find me on all social media under that as well. Um, so yeah, follow me. Have fun. We're fun. I'm everywhere. Um, I'm doing shows in New York. I'm everywhere. So just follow awesome. me. And it's going to be great. I'm actually doing a Father's Day show tomorrow in Philly called uh, at the Sable Collective. Awesome. I'll be at max capacity tonight. Um, but, and she um, drove here just to be yes, on the show. Yes, of yeah. course. You're dedicated. We're yes. honored dedicated. to have you. Yeah, we you. are honored to thank have you. Thank you so much. I thank appreciate you. it. So, yeah, so check me out, latissecomedy.com. That's it. Perfect. Latisse, thank, thank you. you so much for thank taking you. the time to come on the show. Of course. And we'll be right back after this word from our ESO partners. Who's interrupting my intro? Is this a joke? This is no joke, kid. This is the Earth Station DCU Podcast. No clothes from anybody. Sickening. We're not that kind of podcast, kid. We talk DC news, comics, movies, and television. You gotta do better than that. We reviewed Supergirl, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and Arrow every week. That a fact. How much do I owe you? You don't owe us anything. The podcast is free. Oh, it's just, I just heard this story in the cab, and it is all I can think about. We are part of the ESO Network. This is amazing. Why, thank you. And join us every week for another edition of the Earth Station DCU. Now, can we get back to the show, please? And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much again for joining us here live at Stone and Key Cellars Winery uh, here at We Podcast Minute Things, uh, we are joined by a couple of special guests for our fourth out of five segments today. We are joined by head winemaker Matt Check and also Colin Moyer. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us this afternoon. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Of course, it started off this morning, but now it's this afternoon. Yes. <laughs> so and we are a couple of glasses in. Yeah. Feeling good. A couple. Yes. We have a bottle <laughs> yes. right in front of us. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about first, Matt, and then Colin, a little bit about what you guys do here at the winery. So I'm the head winemaker here at Stone and Key Cellars, and uh, basically I watch over everything that we're turning into alcohol. Um, so <laughs> Including you know, course, what's in our glasses. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there's always 
you know, pet projects, but then there's also, you know, we got to make the stuff that makes the money every day, yes, too. Yes. So uh, we make a wide range of things from sweet wines, hard ciders, all the way up to our big, bold reds, um, which is really where I, I like the. We, 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 were, we were told. We were told. <laughs> Jason, Jason told us that, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. us that. It's a, it's a, we just over, I oversee everything that we're doing in here as far as production is concerned and getting a, an awesome product to bottle for our customers to enjoy at home or even here in the tasting room. Awesome. Yeah, and my role varies day to day, but I come in, I open every day around 8 o'clock, and I try to bring the energy every day, get things organized, start rolling for us, and I do everything from production, sales at outside events, and then I also work the tasting room on the weekends, so kind of do a little bit of everything yeah, for yeah. Stone and Key, but it's a fun time. Colin, how long have you been here? I've been here for a little over three years now, probably cool. three years in a month, and I started when I was 19. <laughs> So, so you were not able to enjoy the product. <laughs> yeah, I know. It took a little bit, but I, you know. So, so Matt creates something and you can't enjoy it. Yeah, I just help him make it. Do all that. You were just doing the heavy lifting. <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Is, <laughs> is that tempting for you? Was that tempting for the first two years you worked here? Oh, before? yeah. 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 He never sampled anything. Nothing, nothing under the table. I, never, I believe it 100%. <laughs> right. we, we, are, we are a podcast yeah. for all ages. I mean, kind of. So, I mean, I guess that works out. Matt, how long have you been with Stone and Key? So, I'm approaching five years Congratulations, now. sir. Um, yeah, thank you very much. It's It's been kind of a weird road for me, too. I um, Kutztown University, graduate business management, mm -hmm. and then went into the lovely corporate world for a little while. Mm -hmm. I'm in the just corporate world now, it. so yeah. It yeah. was just so nice and rewarding. Yeah. You know, you know, big commercial companies are just so good to their employees. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. No comment. No, and then, you know, really, it just... I figured I was young enough, yeah. had time to make a change, mm -hmm. and I did it. Um, Good for you. Became a sommelier, and then yeah. got involved here, and the winemaking really called me. And mm -hmm. here we are today as a head winemaker. So it's been a it's been a crazy little road for me, but uh, it's been fun. Now figured out. <laughs> did, have Have you always been when you? started at Stone and Key all those years ago. Did you start out as a winemaker? Did you work your way up like Colin did as more of an apprentice into the role? Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that. So I was um, actually full-time as a property manager when I started part-time here, mm -hmm. okay. uh, just working on the weekends. So at that point, I was working seven days a week, working full-time my property management, and then here on the weekends in the tasting room, just getting my sommelier skills out there, essentially. Yeah. Um, but then an opportunity came up that I could be our event coordinator. I was like, well, I have a business management degree, sure. yeah. and I know wine. Sure, let's do this. <laughs> so I came on full-time. I was basically just looking for that window of what can I do full-time in the yeah. wine industry. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I started getting involved in production slightly. Yeah. And then from there, I was like, holy crap, I really like wine, and I love <laughs> so do making we. it. So this is really cool. And, uh, I mean, the opportunity came up to be an assistant winemaker. I really started helping big time in production, especially blending our wines. Um, you know, so the final products you see in the wines pretty much from 2015 on or something that I had my hands on. And then we... Uh, That's got to be a rewarding feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially, you know, when somebody comes in and, oh, I need to get a case of that. You yeah. Know? yeah. I mean, that's, that's not even just... Because you're like quality control. You're, 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 every, you're literally everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, part of the big process here is, you know, these wines age for 12 months or more. And um, really, we have to check on them just about monthly. And you're talking about 100 plus barrels of wine in-house here. Um, and keeping up with them, it can be a that's task. A, you, you're always busy. No, yeah. I saw both of these. I saw you on a forklift earlier. That's not part of my job description, but it is yours. Colin, let's talk a little bit about your journey. Uh, you know, like we said, we started off more of an apprentice role, and now you're full time. Let's talk about that. So I went to a college nearby, Delaware Valley University. Hell yeah. 
and I needed an internship. So I was living, fortunately, a mile away from here when our professor emailed us saying a local winery is looking for an intern. So I applied, got the internship. Lucky you. Yeah, started within a week. And then I finished out my last two years at DelVal while working here part-time. And then I graduated in May of 2017. Congratulations. So I was able to come aboard full-time after that. And it started pretty much doing anything. I think my first day here, I was in cleaning kegs, and it was about 95 well, degrees. How'd that make so, you? Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's pretty awful. Well, you got to earn your stripes, though. Yeah, yeah, you know, figured I have to put in the time. Yeah. Those things happen at a winery. Things get dirty. Somebody's got to clean them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> things do get dirty. <laughs> leave that to me. So, you know, I'll pretty much do whatever I was asked and just slowly work my yeah. way up. Now, do you see yourself blending some wine in the near future, or you're working your way up to that? In the future, yeah, okay. definitely. But okay. for now, definitely just taking notes, sitting back, listening. Watching the master work. Yeah. Okay. The, cool, the coolest yeah. thing about you know bringing someone young in like this is you know we've had several interns over the years, and there's particular ones that show, uh, oh, wow, there's a spark here. Yeah. You, know, you see them really liking the industry and doing these things. And... You know, pretty early on, I started involving them in the process during their internship of how to test wines for, you know, sulfite level. Yeah. So, you know, all these little things that they can now do independently of me. Hey, go those 12 barrels, go do sulfite tests for me, and he'll get it done. And, you know, the next step up is, you know, you really start moving into the actual having a part of the craft. And he's, I have him sit in all the time now on our blending sessions because those are huge sessions yeah. where a lot more of the the depth and character of the wine is examined rather than just is it in a safe spot I mean that's what we're doing when we're testing monthly is is this wine okay how's it developing um, but when we get the blending session time it's about how do these characters come together what can we add to it from another wine to make it more complex and you know he starts to see that over the past year already he's been doing a lot of that stuff with me and just seeing his palate and character, yeah. you know, knowing the nuance of the wine, uh, it's really interesting to see that develop in him because now we'll sit in a round table and we'll do these tastings and he starts picking out things that I'm not even tasting or smelling, oh, wow. which it's very subjective in a way, but look at you when you develop that nose and that palate, <laughs> yeah. it's always cool to have yeah. another add on. Yeah. I mean, that's why we do those in group settings is because yeah. you get everybody's input on something, which makes it you know, more rewarding as far as figuring out what the heck's going on. Yeah. So, so Colin, specifically, specifically for you, uh, as you started the role, what's one thing that you kind of learned or picked up that you really didn't expect to when you started in this? Every wine is different. Uh-huh. Every single wine. So you might have two different reds, and you'll think they look similar, but they're really different. So each barrel, I kind of... We can have two different Cabernets, for example, in a barrel, side by side. They've sat together their whole life. Pull them out, do a little barrel tasting, a little testing on sulfur. I assume levels. you just get the barrel, pop it up, and put a straw in it, yeah. a crazy yeah. straw, and yeah. just sip it. Yeah. Depends from, what kind of uh, night you want to have. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, color, different, yep. yeah. smell, everything. There's so many different variables going into the wine, the finished product. Mm-hmm. So my first harvest here in the fall was 2015, and now most of them are in bottles and being sold to customers currently. And just the difference from the first day that you crushed it and tried that juice till the finished product. It's cool, yeah. It's great. Yes. Yeah. incredible to see the reward. It yeah. takes time. It's tough to see it right away. And even six months from now, these wines turn 
into different products, really. And I know Jason told us earlier that we could kind of like make our own blends. If we did that, would we would we be dealing with you gentlemen? Or absolutely. Okay. I um, still manage our uh, customer experience 100. percent Okay. Awesome. Um, so again, you're in good hands. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So if you want to make your very own special barrel here, the, the real process for me is getting to know my customer yes. and what their palate's like. Because yeah. um, I try to mold the wine to their palate, and who better to take the customer through that process than the person that's yeah. dealing with the wine every day? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, we do that hand in hand. I mean, I do trust you know Colin and one of our other production guys, uh, Jeremy Stork. Uh, with a lot of that as well, because I can't awesome. be here every day. <laughs> you need some time off. <laughs> exactly, yeah. a day a week yeah. at least. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's a cool process where you can make your very own wine, and um, you know, I coach you through the process. You get to see a lot of the behind the scenes things that most people don't, mm-hmm. um, which really I think is like pulling a veil back on the wine making yeah. process because everybody we buy a bottle of wine before we've ever made a bottle of wine. Yep. You know, so you know what it's like in a bottle. But you don't know what it's like, freshly crushed, freshly pressed, freshly fermented, all these other steps that are behind it. You get to see that. And that's now. what he sold me on. It's like, I never did that process before, yeah. and I'm, now I'm interested to see how it's made and how it's bottled and yeah, everything. Absolutely. And, you know, the more you, the more batches you make, it's, it's not as interesting as yeah. the first time. Yeah. <laughs> but the real thing I see is most of our customers that have been with us for a long time is, all right, yeah, you can crush the grapes for me because it's sticky, it's dirty, yeah. it's heavy. People, after three, four times, they're like, man, don't do that. But once it's in the barrel, they're not going to miss a barrel tasting. Yeah. Because you know, we have three of those during the lifetime, and they're not going to miss that portion, yeah. uh, especially the end, which I think is the thing that makes us most unique of making wine, yeah. um, is that we um, offer a blending session with your wine. So m- most of the companies that do uh, custom winemaking, they do it in a route that, you pick your blend up front, they crush it, you come in and crush it, and then it goes to barrel and ages, you come back, you bottle it up, you take it yeah. home. Now for us, it was something I got actually to design as our barrel program and take it to a next level for us is where now you get to be there for the crush, you get to be there for the press, but then we taste it in the barrel, and at the end is where we finish up your blend. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll take your Cabernet Sauvignon and start playing with percentages. I'll have you in here, and we're, you know, we're grabbing the graduated cylinders we're together. Mid-sound. That's really cool. Exactly. That's, that's really cool. Exactly. Yeah. So we fine-tune yeah. it perfectly yeah. for your palate, while most places is you get what you get when yeah, it comes sure. out of the barrel. Um, and I think that makes it really much more interesting yeah. and more fun for the customer. You'll be seeing us shortly. <laughs> Definitely. Now, now, when it comes to new blends, new flavors, whether it be the fruit wines or what we're drinking now, which we'll talk about in a minute, <laughs> all right, um, all right. how much autonomy to you gentlemen do you gentlemen have into uh, creating the new flavors, having oversight onto what makes it onto the menu, what have you? Uh, well, for me, uh, as far as our big reds are concerned, I have pretty much all, all control as far as what we're going to be producing. I mean, that's a... I guess part of the whole winemaker, the winemaker position in general, is that you get to be, you get to kind of show yourself yeah. through a bottle of wine and several different styles and everything. Um, my Pinot Noir is not the same as the Pinot Noirs, the last winemaker that worked here, right. um, and they're very different when you put them side by side. Yeah. Right. Um, so you get to show yourself as a winemaker your style, and you get to exude it through a bottle of wine, essentially, yeah. which is really it's really cool. Um, now, don't get me wrong, when, when we're doing these blending sessions, again, he gets to sit on, uh, Colin gets to sit in on it with me, and, you know, if he's, he picks out a certain thing that I don't see, and then we go back, we revisit it, we play with the percentage of that blend, and then we find that spot. I mean, yeah. 
that's definitely where his input would come into it as well. Um, you guys have to like find a happy medium where both kind of agree to each other, or uh, I pretty much 60, 60 40. It's probably 95. Okay. Five. Awesome. awesome. In all honesty, but you know, at least you have there. five. That's yeah. more than I have. We're coaching hey. up the ten percent. We'll get there. We'll get there. Slow and steady, slow and steady. Yeah, so it's a it's a good time. I mean, and the biggest thing that we don't really have a lot of input on is you know our sweet wines. Mm-hmm. Our sweet wines are five wines that we made back in day one, essentially okay. here, and they sell like crazy. So they, you don't they need do. to mess with it. You know, don't, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Exactly. Yeah. If it's making I, money, I just keep it. making more of it and yeah. find more places to sell it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, uh, before we get into, you know, we have a couple more questions about the process, but sure. we do. Are, we are sampling currently your baby, your baby. We <laughs> heard. Baby. We, we yeah. heard it was the, your baby, the obsidian <laughs> blend. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the inspiration and, and just anything that you guys want to talk about with this specific. What went like what went into making it, or you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll give you my whole story behind okay. the obsidian. Um, I think for it's delicious. <laughs> well, I made sure I saved the glass friends. for, for and, this exact and interview. Kate cheers. Said, cheers. Cheers. cheers! Cheers to this one, gentlemen. Yeah. Absolutely. Here at a tingling. <laughs> and Kate said I wouldn't like it. Where are you, Kate? Kate so you were wrong. Know. You were wrong, Kate. <laughs> So, um, I think one thing that's interesting to the wine industry, especially here in the United States, is that not all of us know what wine is before we're 21. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to spend $20 on a bottle when I can get, you know, a bottle of vodka for 10 uh, <laughs> Vladimir, yep. We've all been there. Vlad? We've been oh, there. yeah. Vlad, we've been there. some bankers. Yep. All that good he stuff. He knows. Come on. He knows. College, right? We put good in quotes. Good stuff. <laughs> so, for me... Again, in my life of evolving into a winemaker, essentially, has been you know, a series of events that led up to things. And for me, when I was uh, in sommelier school down at the Wine School of Philadelphia, which if anybody's awesome, ever yeah. thinking about taking classes, check it out. Even if you don't want to do it from a professional aspect, it is an awesome place to just learn more about wine because yeah. um, there's so much out there to learn. Um, but for me, I had one bottle of wine one day, and it was an epiphany wine. And I think anybody that isn't born into a winemaking family, um, you usually have an epiphany moment, yeah. if not several. For me, I had a bottle of wine called the Purple Angel by Montez. It's a Chilean Carmenere Petit Verdot blend. So, I know one of those words. I know blend. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really what kind of spawned me getting this. Once I first became a winemaker, I was like, you know, you always kind of have your wine yeah, yeah, that sure, sure. is yours, yeah. that is, you know, that special little yeah. something for you. And that's what this wine is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been chasing, trying to make my own Purple Angel, essentially. And we're using different fruit. We're not using Chilean grapes. We're using Washington State. And I'm chasing that blend. I'm chasing a double gold or getting yeah. a gold with this wine as well. And this is, this is my baby for that simple fact. The most of my effort and my time goes into this wine. Uh, it is our smallest lot produce high quality wine it's received two silvers in international competitions congratulations so yeah thank you very much i mean you know i'm always always like oh it's gold no problem yeah. <laughs> but you know it's not always the reality i live in but you know every vintage is a gold in my mind so uh, it's definitely one of those wines that you could take home and drink today, which is what I want to make it. Is an approachable wine. Mm-hmm. I will Hence be walking out of here right with a bottle. That's why we're drinking it yeah. now. Exactly. And I am not a red. No, traditionally, I'm not a red fan. And this you're more is, of a cider guy. I'm well, a cider and a sweet white. Yeah. I am, and, and right. this is actually no no BS, no butt kiss, and no nothing. This is special. 
This is special. This is the first red that I'm actually. And I think I told to. Kate this. Like this is something that I'm Italian. Like over a gravy dinner, you know, spaghetti oh, meatballs. Yeah, it, it's, it's perfect. Sauce. There's yeah. a, not there's crazy. enough no. You can't tell that to an Italian. <laughs> Are you Italian, Colin? I'm not. I so am it's sauce. So, so so am I. So it's sauce, right? Yes. Thank you. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm the only Italian here, I guess. So. Now we were talking to Jason earlier, and we talked about how he um, and and the the organization as a whole kind of incorporated cider into it do you have any autonomy over the cider process absolutely let's yeah, talk yeah. a little I bit about i'm a cider you really guy, do do so. everything yeah it's, you um, need a raise is what you said <laughs> every day <laughs> every day i find a new reason that i need a raise um but yeah so the cider process itself we handle 100 percent um i oversee it all decide you know how we're going to make a certain batch uh once it's made you know, we have plenty of different ideas because we're always trying to come out with something new. Cider kind of more follows the format of of beer in the regard that you always need something new. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, while wine is an ageless sort yeah. of project, um, so we're always coming up with new ideas for flavors and whatever. So we'll sit back in the lab and what does a little bit of blood orange do? What does a little bit of this do? And okay. that's really how we come up with new styles. We'll introduce them to Jason then and. If we think it's one that would do well with our customer group, we'll we'll move forward with it. And that's a group decision, or is it? It's usually a group decision, yeah. I mean, and that's the best way to look at things like this. The more people that you get to try a product before you go to full production with it, especially in the cider realm, is going to be a good thing. If you ever need a volunteer to to taste (laughs) test, I'm here. (laughs) We record 15 minutes down the road. Yeah, we're not so we're really probably be having another. we usually do about like a dozen different styles or flavors. Yeah. And we do a day where we have customers come in That's and vote cool. on their awesome. favorites. That's, That's really awesome. cool. Yeah. So we'll be doing one of those again awesome. soon because we're definitely ready for to see a us. few new ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Colin, for you, um, is there anything that you didn't expect coming into this that you've now learned over your time here? Yeah. Honestly, I didn't expect to be here longer than a three-month internship. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, that's honest. Yeah, no, hey, yeah. <laughs> Came in with, you know, I have to get this done for school. Yeah. But then everything kind of clicked with the employees around me, Matt, Jeremy. We all get along well. We're kind of all different ages. We have yeah. somebody in the 40s, 30s, 20s. Yeah. But we get along great. We work well together. We Now we kind of, we don't even have to talk. We know who's setting this up. You guys up, are family plus, now. Yeah. yeah the other person yeah. does everything. It's great in terms of that. Yeah. And now going in. I, I hear you, because Sam and I have known each other for about 22 years. We finish each other's... Too long. That's right. And uh, so what's one embarrassing thing about Matt that he wouldn't that he wouldn't say on the air? I don't know, man. What's one embarrassing <laughs> thing he wouldn't say on the air? <laughs> I try to but, keep those uh, fences up pretty high, so there is no it's embarrassing pretty good. Things. Covering, you know, very nice. Very nice. So, no, in, in reality, I was just kidding yeah. about the question. Um, so, we're right now, we're trying the Obsidian blend. Talk about some other blends that maybe you've had some influence on, that you've had from, some influence on, that really have stuck with you, that you go home, you put it on the fridge, that's an A-plus paper type of deal. All right. So, so far, the wines haven't really had too much influence on mm-hmm. that in terms of creating the final blend, but there are some ciders worked on in I'm the I'm a past. cider guy. This works for yeah, me. Yeah, this, this is my up his alley. Yeah. You know, they're... So Did you name to, the lime? Did you name it Anhe? Anyeho. That's unfortunately. I <laughs> oh, okay. It took it took me Google to figure out what that meant. Yeah, so. We have a lot of seasonal sizers come out. Yeah. So I like to work on the blending with those, kind of creating that. How can we, with flavors? Mm-hmm. You know, how much sugar should, should go into it? Do we want to dry, sweet? Mm-hmm. Kind of those decisions. 
And I was in CiderCon with Jason. In there's Baltimore. a CiderCon, Sam. No, no, that sounded this like... This is all, like, I gotta go awesome. now? Like, there's Comic-Cons. Like, there's like... Go. That I is have awesome. to go register for CiderCon 2019. Wow. Yes, Holy and you can volunteer shit. to be a bar, basically a bartender. Just mm-hmm. pour some drinks at two different events. Oh, wow. Get in for free. So yeah, it's that's a great cool. three yeah. days of... Just being sam- surrounded by yeah, good people, good drinks. And, and, and ideas. Plenty of information. That's cool. Cool thing about those, you know conferences where you bring everybody together is people learning about it and yeah. sharing styles and what we're doing is really cool because everybody you know people in Vermont are doing different things than people are doing in Washington State so yeah. you know it's really interesting to see styles and what we can do to help make our product better yeah and what weird thing we can do to make a just crazy product yeah, yeah. <laughs> now Colin you you we talked already about kind of the one piece you didn't expect what's something that you came in and you said you know what I'm gonna be a master of this I got this I think it was just bringing the energy and oh, just coming okay. in hard awesome. every day. Like, I'm uh-huh. not going to come in, kind of mope around. We're going to come in, we're going to get stuff done, mm-hmm. and we're going to keep working forward and try to get as much done as we can each day. Well, then he's That's a like, strong young lad. <laughs> I was so. going to say, he does the heavy lifting, and it's always awesome to have someone who brings yeah, in the positive energy. Up. The 100 barrels that's around us now. Were you on one of the forklifts earlier? We saw Matt on a forklift. Uh, I was not today, but okay. I occasionally you do. drive one. Okay. okay, so you frequent the forklift. Yeah, in, in okay. okay, cool. Most people are scared of moving the barrels, and if they say they don't want to do it, I completely understand. Because yeah. I moved a triple stack just before, and I was like, no, nah, I should go back to just doing a double stack. That was a little bit safer. <laughs> have uh, you ever dropped one? No, I have okay. not, Whew. fortunately. Uh, we that we would be talked about that before yeah. we went on. We were like, fear. what if? Yeah, each one of these barrels, 60 gallons of wine, 288 bottles of wine 280 um, bottles of wine in every single barrel that we see absolutely thousands and thousands of bottles of wine that we could potentially drink with the crazy straw <laughs> within 16 yes. feet of us right now and we we're drinking this lovely obsidian blend but our last question for you guys is full autonomy the mic is yours whatever you feel like talking about tell the people anything that's on your mind biggest thing for me and any person that is interested in wine or maybe not even interested or is a wine drinker Try different things. I, am I agree right 110%. Now, try I, I am not things. a red guy. This is special. I'm telling you, this obsidian and blend is special. Even, even if it's not stone and key wines, right. there's in Italy alone 3,000 types of wow. grape varieties that grow there that are wow. recognized. Um, they say it's more like 10,000 different varieties that grow there. They do call it the land of the grape for a reason. Yeah. And that's just yeah. Italy. Yeah. You consider the rest of the world and how many grapes grow and how many different varieties. Try something different. Because even if you are a Savignon Blanc drinker, there's like 18 other grapes out there that drink a yeah. lot. Like a Savignon Blanc that you might love. Always try something new. You go to your liquor store, bottle looks cool, sounds cool, try it's it. Like, oh, label looks cool, I'll try it. Go yeah. for it, yeah. go for it. I'm going to basically echo what Matt said. Come in with an open mind, try new wines, try new beers, try new food. Kind of just try, expand everything yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep Absolutely. going, learning. And it's awesome. So I came in with no wine experience and basically learned under Matt, who knows an incredible amount about wine. Are you and Facebook friends? I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> I dropped out. Awesome. Awesome. Out awesome. awesome. The best day awesome. Ever. awesome. Awesome. Before he could accept it. <laughs> Very cool. He saw your post and deleted his face. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, so that's it, man. It's really just drink good stuff yeah. and always try new stuff. Awesome. Matt, Pennsylvania is up and coming, so look for some good yeah. stuff coming out. Matt, Colin, thank you so much for t- uh, taking the time to be with us today. We really appreciate it. We'll be right back after this final word from our ESO Network Partners. 
Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Every week on the Podcast Radio Network and Apple Podcasts. And check out the show today on the ESO Network. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, for our final segment here at Stone and Key Cellars Winery. Uh, this is going to be a little different of a segment than we've just heard. We heard the owner of Stone and Key. We heard the event coordinator, the head winemaker, and Colin, and uh, and the stand-up comedian. And now we're going to be talking about professional wrestling. And we're joined by two amazing guests that we're really privileged to have and, quite frankly, honored to have. One of our $10 patrons, Alan Santos. As you know him on Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash Ryzen, the dumbest name on Twitch. Uh, Alan, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We appreciate it. It's about time I came back. I would say, don't take that. Don't take now, that dick now, from Greg. Don't take this, it. Now, it's now, about time I came back. Now, Alan has been on the show before. He co-hosted an episode when Sam was too lazy to drive to the studio. <laughs> I was sick. <laughs> and, and Alan has been on the show, but somebody we have not had on the show before and somebody we're really looking forward to having on the show today from the Apron Work Podcast. you got to check it out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, CastBox, all of the podcasting services that you're used to listening to our stupid voices on. Go ahead and check out the Apron Work Podcast. We're joined by one of the hosts of that show, Mike Respass. Mike, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today here at the Stone and Key Cellars Winery. I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here, and now we have to get on Castbox and Stitcher because you're not going to find us there. You're but on Castbox. You're on, you're on Castbox. Okay. Well, we're on Podbean. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I'll, I'll include that in there. And, and, awesome. and, and iTunes and all the cool places you can listen to the show. The Apron Work Podcast. It's one of the wrestling shows. I listen to two wrestling shows. The Apron Work is one of them, so I can promise you the the. We podcast, we know things, stamp equality is on the Apron Work podcast, but we're here today to talk about the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, one of the big five pay-per-views for the WWE now that they've co-branded. Uh, we're going to have NXT TakeOver tonight, the day we're recording, so by the time you're hearing this, it's going to be old news, so we're not going to do predictions, but we're going to do predictions for all ten matches for Money in the Bank. Sam, are you excited? For the first time in, what, 15 years, I know every card. I know every wrestler. It's a different feeling. Every Greg is cheesing that. High friggin' five. Uh, and Alan and Mike, you guys are wrestling aficionados. Mike, you have a wrestling podcast. Are you guys excited to talk about some money in the bank? Oh, God, I can't wait. It's one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. Ah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard not to be excited for it. I mean, outside of Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, this has got to be number three. SummerSlam? I'd take this over SummerSlam. Ooh. Oh! Okay. I actually okay. agree with Whoa. that. Because okay. there's two ladder matches well, that, that determine a future champion, yeah, quite yeah. frankly. SummerSlam is more of a showcase of like WrestleMania. Did you hear about the Superstar career? Show or whatever it is called from Australia that WWE this announced this morning? From at Melbourne, Australia, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we we were, talked about it on the podcast this morning. I think it's called the Superstar Show 
or something along those lines. It's going to be from Melbourne uh, in October, live on the WWE Network. But again, WWE Network uh, is going to have money in the bank. We're going to kick it off because we have limited time today. We're going to go through all the matches, including the stupid pre-show. And the stupid pre-show <laughs> is going to involve the Bludgeon Brothers putting up their SmackDown Live tag team titles over Luke Gallows and the newly ripped as shit Carl Anderson, the good brothers, a little too sweet action. Who do you guys got in this opening kickoff show matchup? I say the Bludgeon Brothers keep it. I say the Bludgeon Brothers keep it. Sorry about that. Only just because it's, right now, it's turned into a placeholder title, to be honest with you. The SmackDown Live titles have been a placeholder. I mean, I'm with you. I'm not against you. Like, where, where has it gone? You know what I mean? It's they won gone, it for the Usos, yeah, yeah, yeah. and... The only interaction I've seen is on Twitter between Luke Harper... Well, Carl Anderson got a big win over Luke Gallows on SmackDown Live like 18,000 weeks ago. Uh, it feels like, at least. Yeah. But there was, that was the first time the blo- one of the Bludgeon Brothers was pinned. Yeah. Totally so that's a big deal. That. I mean, yeah, I mean, but it's, for it to be on the pre-show, though... Yeah, that's the pro- it feels like a cruiserweight match. Exactly. Yeah, that's the issue with this match is uh, once it got named to the pre-show, you know it's going to happen. I mean, I, as yeah. much as you want to see Gallows, anybody wants to see Gallows and Anderson win. Good, brothers. The moment they name that kickoff, you know it's Bludgeon Brothers better win. I mean, there's no point in really. That's. I mean, obviously, I told Greg, these two, both teams don't really do anything for me, but I would agree with you guys. The Bludgeon Brothers would take it. Look at my face. The the Good Brothers don't do anything for you. The Balor Club. The, That's oh, okay. Right okay. Finn, Finn has nothing to do with it. Finn has nothing to do with this match. Exactly. I Thank know. You. When the Good Brothers got moved to SmackDown, I felt some sort of way. Because you felt like the bull- well, the Balor Club, as it was in WWE, is going to cease to exist. Um, Finn being in one of the Money in the Bank ladder matches. We'll get to that in a second, although he stood tall. Um, I also have the Bludgeon Brothers going over in this match. I don't think that we're going to see a title change in the pre-show. We could. We could because it's the SmackDown title. I agree with you. Out of all the titles in the company, the SmackDown tag titles are arguably probably the least important, if you will. So I can see a title change happening. I just don't at this point. So I'll go with the the, the Bludgeon Brothers over yeah. the Good Brothers. Unanimous decision. We have a, a, a battle of brothers, the Good Brothers and the Bludgeon Brothers. But we move to the main show. We're going to... In, in in the silliest match in the card, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn in what was the silliest feud. They, there was Nickelodeon double dare style challenges. A little silly of a of a run up. Michael, start with you. Who do you have in this matchup? Um, every Sunday night we record Apron Work Podcast. You can hear us on ApronWorkPodcast.com. Um, that's about as much as I want to talk about this match. Bobby Lashley <laughs> is going to win. This should be the kickoff show. It shouldn't be on this show at all. Um, I, I would imagine Lashley's it's the win. second or third match on the card. I'd imagine it's one of the yeah. piss, it's one of the piss break matches, quite frankly. As much as I want to say Bobby Lashley, as much as I want to say Bobby Lashley, I think Bobby Lashley is going to win. I think Sami Zayn wins. I can see your no, point. I, I agree hundred percent with you. I'm, I'm, so I'm on the Bobby Lashley train. I'm with Mike. So it's it's Alan and Sam versus Mike and Greg in this one. Uh, I see Bobby Lashley going over, but because so listen, Sami Zayn is a good comedy act. Exactly. He's he's one of the better wrestlers on the card. He's underappreciated. He's underused. He's underutilized in terms of creative. 
but Bobby Ashley, this is his first singles match coming back to WWE since re-signing with the company. I don't see how he does not go over. Now, maybe Kevin Owens comes out, kind of distracts Lashley. Maybe Sami Zayn takes advantage. I agree. I, well, I see your point because Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have yeah. been a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Owens is in one of the Money in the Bank ladder matches, so I don't see it happening from that point unless you guys disagree. Well, no. I, I, I only see Lashley winning this because I think they want to cut bait. I think sure. they see how bad this has been. This, and you have Sami Zayn win. Yeah, they're not... They can't end this feud with Sami Zayn winning. Yeah. They just can't. So Lashley's got to go. And it. this whole card is all dependent on what match goes where. Because if, let's say it's they want to end point. with the yeah. women's money in the bank, they might start with the men's. Now, if they start with the men's and say Kevin Owens doesn't win, um, maybe he'll be there. It, uh, the whole card really, it all depends on the, the lineup. Quite frankly, I think the opening match that we're going to see during this card is Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass, which is the next match we're going to talk about. I think this opens the card because you're going to see a lot of folks get super hyped on Daniel Bryan. He brings the pop, he brings the noise energy. Uh, and the energy into the crowd. But I think Big Cass goes over in this match, unfortunately. Oh, wow. You have Daniel Bryan. He won at Backlash, which was the worst pay-per-view of the year so far. I think you get some 50-50 booking. I think Big Cass goes over. I think this can go one of two ways. Either Big Cass goes over and they continue it into SummerSlam until the Miz, we'll see a little bit later in my predictions of how that goes, until they can have a feud, Daniel Bryan and the Miz. But I think this feud takes Daniel Bryan into SummerSlam, which is why I think Big Cass gets the win, so they can continue it on for another month. I don't like Big Cass. That's just me personally. He's I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he has good mic work. I think even Ron is better than him at this point. I think Daniel Bryan takes this, but I see your point that Big Cass could kind of make the upset and kind of change the dynamic of things. I 100% agree that Big Cass will go over. Um, I think his mic got better. I have to disagree it with did you get better. The... It did get better. It was shit when he yeah. first started. It got better. But for him to talk about like how he's been thrown his, to the But his whole thing is no. tall, though. His well, whole thing is, I'm tall. Well, That's like, eh. Yeah. And I meant for me, I, I'm new to, to, to knowing every wrestler yeah. in you know, the category, but... I didn't know Big Cass, so when I first saw him, I was just like, who the hell is this guy? It's I'm another seven, big guy. Like you said, it's I'm another seven big guy. foot tall. It's like, you ain't the big show. Sit down. All I could do was spell words back then before you came back. <laughs> so um, I agree. I picked Big Cass. I think yeah. it, it falls into the same thing. Mike and as, I are three for three. As Lashley and Zane, honestly. If, if you want to end this feud, you let Brian win again. But him winning their first match, them going through this whole storyline with Cass faking the injury, you know, um, I think it's it's tough for Cass not to win. I think he has to win to continue this. One of my most anticipated matches of the card is going to be Seth Rollins defending his Intercontinental Champion against a championship against what who I think is one of the best things going in professional wrestling today in Elias. I would love to pick Elias. Like, 100% of me wants to pick Elias. I have Seth Rollins going over. But if Elias pulls the swerve and gets the win and picks up the IC title, I am immediately glued to Raw. I am immediately glued to this title reign. And Elias automatically jumps himself into probably my top three wrestlers on the brand. I friggin' love Elias. I know my wife does as well. I would love to see Elias win. I just don't see it happening this early into Seth Rollins' Uh, title reign. I'd have to agree with you, but the first time I saw Elias, I really, I, he didn't win me over. I kind of hated him. And then, Screw you, Sam. I don't know. It was just me, but he, the more I see him, and just, he grew on me. And just seeing the pop, just, <laughs> just seeing the pop that he has, and I think even him, like, he's about to say something, and he hears this cheer, and he kind of just, like, take him back, like, Holy shit, like they're rocking with me. Yeah. I mean I would love to see they walk with Elias. I would love to see Elias win, but I, I think Seth Rollins takes yep. it. Gentlemen. Um 
Yeah, I, I picked Seth Rollins. This should be the match of the night. I hope it, it should is. be. Um, Maybe I'm hoping AJ they give him. I'm hoping they give him the time for it. Um, I see Seth Rollins going over. Basically, if they lead into him against Lesnar, which I think is the thought process of where this is going to lead to, yeah. he's going to hold on to the Intercontinental title. It's going to be the big title overall, like it is now. Hopefully, he eventually goes over Lesnar. And then I think you see Elias. I think it'll be one of those times where a guy actually holds on to both titles. Elias will come so close, come so close, and then finally beat him. Um, I'm hoping that's the fanboy in me that wants that. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, but <laughs> I see that there's Seth Rollins has to win the match. He has to. I actually agree with where he's going. I think Seth Rollins wins, but I think this feud ends at SummerSlam with Elias winning. The oh, title. I like the that. The title. I think okay. so because this feud just started, and it looks to be fantastic feud so far. I think it Seth is. Rollins wins by the skin of his teeth, though. He's sure. Not, it's not going to be an easy one for yeah. uh, Seth, but I think in the end, this is going to end at WrestleMania, not WrestleMania, SummerSlam, excuse me, with Elias beating Seth Rollins. How good, I like that. How I like good that. was that guitar shot over the back of Seth a couple weeks ago? That was, that, was, that was fantastic. And then you had last week the John Mayer guitar. Oh my God. <laughs> that was so funny, that whole segment. And what I actually loved about that segment was Elias, when he was on the ramp, when he wasn't mic'd up, the things that he was saying to Seth, no, Seth, it's okay, don't do it, don't do it. That was some of the best character work that I think Elias had because when the, the, the spotlight's not on him, he still shines. I think Elias is one of the best up-and-comers in the, in, in the industry uh, as a whole, including all the indie circuits, Ring of Honor, New Japan. PGW, wherever you want to go with it, I love Elias. And his traps are almost like I get nervous. Like looking, like he looks like a monster. I would not want to he's face a this huge gentleman. Shoulder. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He is his traps, so he's built yeah. in the upper trapezius <laughs> region. Uh, for the for, for the SmackDown Women's Title, I'll kick it off to Mike first. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. You have Mella is money. Carmella versus Asuka, who was previously undefeated, lost to Charlotte Flair, lost her first match on SmackDown Live. Uh, where do you see this one going, Mike? Unfortunately, I have Carmella. Oh, so do I. That hurts I, I have yeah, Carmella. that hurts me. So do I. Um, hurts yeah, I'm with I, you, brother. I think it's purely so she can come out and say I beat Asuka and Charlotte Flair. Yeah, me too. I don't see her Mella winning a clean. Money. I don't I see her Carla. winning a clean. I, I know I there's it. there's that that rumor out there, which I don't know if I should even talk about about somebody might coming ba- might be coming back to WWE. Um, <laughs> I, think with, I could see <laughs> I could see uh, this this male or female. Um, helping Carmella. Uh, anybody who watched the WWE, particularly SmackDown in 2017, particularly Money in the Bank last year, knows who Mike is talking about. <laughs> he has a chin problem. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. Yeah, I, I fully expect him to come yeah, out. I do, too. I, yeah. I 100% agree with what he, pretty much everything what he said. <laughs> there's Alan not, Santos, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> $10 patron. There's, there's not much I could say because it's exactly what, whatever he said was exactly what I was thinking. Carmella's going to win. Yep, I agree. for the, you know, to keep that, I guess, chicken shit heel roll yeah. going. No, it, it makes sense what you guys are saying. I just don't like the Mel is money. I, I, I love it. I hope Asuka upsets everyone and takes the W. Because she's... <laughs> I just like the energy she brings in Mella. I don't know. She, she doesn't do it for me. The reason I think Asuka retains, I also, well, we'll Carmella, get to it in a little Carmella bit. Retains. I'm sorry, did I say Asuka? <laughs> yeah. Carmella retains is we have another women's match later in the card we'll talk about. But I think that those two women's matches have a lot in common that I think we'll talk about in just a second. But we get to my least anticipated match of the evening between my two least favorite wrestlers in the entire <laughs> roster. Oh, come on, man. On the entire, <laughs> screw you and your gender love. We have Roman Reigns versus Jinder Uh-oh. Mahal. And I'm going to kick it to Alan. 
Alan first because I know Alan, you're a fan of Jinder Mahal, and I can't get by. I can't get behind you on that. You 100%. No, try to win. Try to win me over here because I'm listening. He, you're not, I'm not he hates both of them with me. We're brothers in this one. Try to win us over. Can't well, hinder the gender. <laughs> you can totally you can't hinder, the hinder the gender. Perfect. Exactly. I just. I'm just a fan of Jinder Mahal. And I, just I don't, don't like understand it. Okay. Are you a fan? Wait, before you start, are you are you a fan after it was? If you remember Jinder versus Jeff Hardy, did you watch that match? No, I didn't on, on SmackDown. That it was, was on SmackDown. For, it no. was it was a, a garbage match. Jinder made my man Jeff Hardy look kind of act like he missed his move, and like then after Jeff Hardy went for a Will of the Wisp off oh, the top rope, it's so and awkward. he missed, and Jinder sold it like he hit him. <laughs> Mike, you know what I'm talking about. It, Mike, it hurt it, my yeah. soul. I, 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 I did see hurt. the match. I did see that move. Though. It hurt. He <laughs> missed him. He missed him, and Jinder was like, "My face, oh god!" And I totally back. sold it like you nailed I'm, him. I will say the only reason why I'm rooting for the guy is oh. for the memes. <laughs> I hate Jinder Mahal. Okay. If I had okay. to choose between the okay. two, it's okay. you can't hinder the gender. I, I appreciate not hindering the gender. Mike, what do you like think that. in this matchup? I pick Roman Reigns. I mean, yeah, me I, too. I, I'd rather see it be a draw. Um, <laughs> I'd rather it not happen I actually, at all. I, see, I, I'm not going to say I like Jinder Mahal. I can never say I like Jinder Mahal. I agree. I appreciate him for what he is, and he is Vicky Guerrero-style heat that they can put out there whenever they want. They can give him the title and make anybody get cheered including Roman Reigns. Um, that was the point of this match. I don't think it's been as successful as they thought it yeah, was going to be. I 100% agree. Um, Reigns is going to win. What's going to happen is Reigns going to win this match. It's going to be a huge match for his career, and he's going to get another title shot out of it. I don't think Roman is going to get cheered because you got to remember, it's in Chicago. Yep. Chicago is Mark City. We're going to hear okay, CM Punk yep. chants five times. <laughs> this Roman Reigns will get a bigger, louder chant. Rather than Jinder Mahal, you'll get a lot of reaction. But he's, he's probably reaction. He's I probably like the way. only wrestler that compare. Like who else? Because like, who do you want to win? Like, I don't it's, know. I, it's a, it's a match of uh, face versus heel. But the face is almost the heel in this instance yeah, exactly. because everybody kind of hates Jin or uh, everybody Roman. hates Roman. But Roman does have the second most amount of sales on the WWE shop, and that's what WWE cares who about. Do you, who do you hate more than Roman? Jinder. <laughs> and, Perfect. And, and now, Alan, you're a Jinder fan. I don't understand why. <laughs> I, I'll never get it. After that match with Jeff Hardy, I, I don't know. I'll never, I'll you never, never understand me. it. But I will understand your hatred for Roman because I think we all share that. The four of us at this table, I see Roman going over. Although while I, I'm kind of with you that Jinder could pick up a huge win here and that would kind of alter the course of his career. But he had a title run already, yeah. and it was shit. So you kind of got to think of that. Like, this guy had the WWE title. It was the worst title run in the 50 people that have held that title. He is by far the worst WWE champion of all time. So I kind of, I think, and plus Roman needs to go over here. He needs to go over just because he needs the pop. So for the record, I don't hate Roman. I hate <laughs> oh, I'm how, sorry. I hate how Roman is. Great. I you don't hate wait. You don't hate Roman. Fourth cousin. Twice Twice time, 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 time. Michael Respass, Apron Work Podcast, <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, all that shit. You, wait a second. I, you don't hate Roman Reigns? Let me let me wait, explain. Please clarify. No, no, let me explain this. <laughs> we are it's, running it's, out of time. Thank you, everybody, for joining us <laughs> today on the We Podcast, and we know things right, live. Let me, let me explain this. It's the same thing as gender. I appreciate Roman for what he is. I, I why? I don't <laughs> why. I don't he hate. Sucks. I don't hate Roman. I hate how Roman's booked. Yeah, I agree. 100%. I don't. I don't think it's Roman Reigns. It's how he's booked. It's it's. You could say it about a number of guys from WWE that they could be this. 
if they booked them the right way and they don't, they push them down your throats and that's why you hate them. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't know if you listen to Stone Cold's podcast, but he literally said the same thing. It was Roman Reigns is being brought up completely wrong. He's like, they have to re- change everything they're doing with the character. A heel turn would do wonders for Roman Reigns. Yeah. When, uh, when we're done with this, YouTube Leaky FCW, and you will see like what Roman can actually really do. Mm-hmm. As a person, as, okay. a, as a okay. character. In the other women's championship match, we have Ronda Rousey. Rowdy Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax, who was a heel, then a face. Now she's kind of a heel. She's a tweener. We don't understand it. We don't know. Mike, we're going to start with you. Who goes over in this match? Because this is one of the more interesting matches on the card, because this could be really quick for Ronda to pick up a belt. But we also heard rumblings like she's going to leave her contract after a year. So what do you think happens in this matchup? I'm going with Nia Jax. I think Ooh. Nia Jax, ladies and gentlemen, there, there is that's ballsy. That's ballsy. There's too many variables that Ronda could lose this match. I mean, it, again, like you said, it's too quick. A little Stephanie McMahon uh, interference. Yeah, I mean, it, it's sounds, too it quick. Sounds you, about you, right. you have Stephanie McMahon. You have the 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 tease that kind of um, Natalia and and Rousey. They're friends, but they might not be. I could see Natalia, especially if the women's Money in the Bank match goes early in the mat and then early in the night. He, she doesn't win. She comes out to kind of help her friend out, Ronda Rousey. She's yeah. up, yeah. She's upset that Rousey didn't Ooh. come out and help her. Yeah. She, you know, and then maybe that's the feud you get from Rousey, which would be nice because Natalia, she she does put on good matches. You know, she, she's not she championship material, but but she, she sucks could, to look at. But she could, <laughs> she could put on oh good matches God. with Rousey. <laughs> she could, and you're right, and I totally see the the uh, the Ronda heel turn. Natalia was always kind of a heel; they kind of made her off to be a face. But I could totally yeah. see that Ronda Natalia feud because of the training thing yeah. and all that stuff. What do you got, Alan? I think Nia Jax wins. I agree because they don't want to have another, I guess, Brock Lesnar situation where she only pops. No, up. they do because it makes the money. But, I, yeah. I, I get but it. Brock Lesnar sucks. I like get he's the reason I stopped watching wrestling in 2003 for eight years. <laughs> Was because of Brock Lesnar. That shooting star press yeah. under Kurt Angle when he botched it is like the reason I stopped watching wrestling. I get it, but if you want to legitimize the women's division WWE, you got to keep the title on a week to be be shown on a week to week basis. And while I agree yeah, with you, I, I agree. But while I agree with you, I do, I do agree with you. However, I would think that the women's title is already legitimized, and you know, while I think that. The women that are not in the title picture kind of get treated like trash. Like, they get their 10 minutes a week, and then you have the two, the, the big feud. Be- because Ronda isn't leaving tomorrow, and we know that, she's invested into it, I don't think this, this is, is her the time. Now. I don't think this is the time. I think that is going to pick up the win by some nefarious means, which is why I think Asuka could go over Carmella. I don't think both titles are going to change hands. I think we're going to have one or the other, and quite frankly, I'm very confused as an avid fan as to which one is going to happen. So I know we already did the uh, Carmella versus Asuka kind of prediction, but which one do you two specifically think? We'll start with Mike. We'll go with Alan. Who has the bigger chance of kind of changing hands? Is it the SmackDown title or is it the uh, the Raw Women's title? Well, I, I've already predicted that neither one of them will. I actually don't. I, I actually, leading into later, I don't think any titles will change hands. Surprisingly, in the women's division specifically. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, Oscar has the better chance. Yeah, I'd agree I, I believe. I agree. I would agree with that. The biggest thing about Nia Jackson, you're talking mm, about legitimizing. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree with that. <laughs> you're talking about legitimizing the women's um, Ronda. If it's not a title feud, 
like you said, they, they don't really get anything. Ronda can feud with somebody without the title. Sure. And yeah. it's a problem they've had with Lesnar this whole time. Lesnar, he, he's a main attraction without the title. You don't need to give him the title. John Cena doesn't need the title. So Rousey doesn't need the title. She doesn't need it. Unless they're afraid that they don't give it to her, she'll leave. They don't need to give it to her. So if, if either one of them, I could see Asuka... Oscar beats Carmella, comes out and says, you know, Charlotte, I have your title now. I couldn't beat you, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I could see that coming out of it way more than I can see Rousey beating Nia. You got to put a gun to my head. I'll, you have to put a gun to my head to pick. It would be the Rousey one. It would be Rousey getting yeah. the title. And then Nia or someone getting it back at SummerSlam. I mean, I know you guys are for, for Nia. I'll go Ronda. Just, I, I feel like, you know, maybe could bring a match with Charlotte Flair or something like that. Dude, some, Ronda some dip, versus some Charlotte Flair right? is like marquee no, material no, what do you think, for Matt? next like, year's WrestleMania. And you guys know way more than I do. This is just what I would want to see. WrestleMania 35 can be headlined. I'm not talking by the women. I'm talking headlined no, I, by Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair. I think yes. Charlotte Flair is the most important thing to happen to women rest, women's wrestling mm-hmm. since Lita and Trish. In my, oh. in my humble opinion, I think over the past 15, Trish 20 years, I, agree. I think they're the most important thing. But I could see all of your points. Now, in the last match before the big two Money in the Bank, with the last, the WWE Championship match between Shinsuke Nakamura, the, the Dick Kick City artist, <laughs> versus AJ Styles, the current champion. and The house that he built. The himself. house that AJ's... I, I, I freaking love this guy. No. He hates wrestling, <laughs> and he quotes it all day long. But I know his... Bullshit! <laughs> he hates wrestling. And uh, this could be the, the the time, in my opinion, where Shinsuke can finally go over. We've seen him lose and lose and lose. He lost to Jinder twice. Mm. I hate you, Alan. He's lost to uh, AJ a couple times. This is the opportunity for Jinder to go over. Or, I'm sorry, Jinder. For Shinsuke to go over. I have him finally going over, in my opinion, our WWE champion walking out of Money in the Bank is Shinsuke Nakamura. I just second that. Just keep it short and sweet. What? I expected AJ. No, no. That's crazy. I'm more of a, more of a Shin, even though Shinsuke's low blow routine is getting kind of old. No, but it's not. I he did, did it to Jeff Hardy. Yeah, Boom, I, right in the yeah, Hardy bollocks. Which I, I love it. Like, but I think AJ Styles, it's just it's boring. I need something new. Give me some new characters. I think Shinsuke does go over. Thank you. But I think oh, I love it. the feud still lives on. Really? To SummerSlam? It, it has to. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can punch it in nuts, mm-hmm. I mean, you're upset. Yeah, but yeah. I know, and I know the champion gets the rematch, but, like, if this goes to SummerSlam, that's a long yeah. feud, man. It's a good feud, though. Is it? I Mike, it what is. do you think? Um, now. <laughs> <laughs> I have AJ Styles winning. I think this ends it. He's the loner. I actually... He's the outsider. He believes that he built that. I, I believe that it. him winning is going to have a lot to do with who wins the Money in the Bank, and we'll get to that, the men's Money in the Bank match. Um, there's a reason behind it. Yeah. But if this match ends the night, I think it doesn't matter who wins because I think the Money in the Bank gets cashed in. Tonight. If or it ends, Sunday night. Yeah, if, yep. if this ends the night, I agree. the last man standing match, they're doing it purposely so somebody can cash right. it. But do you guys, specifically Mike and Alan, do you guys see this being a Royal Rumble type event where, remember when the Royal Rumble happened, the men's Rumble Royal Rumble was the third match in, and the women's Royal Rumble ended it. I was there, I was live at the Wells Fargo Center. Mike, you were there too. Yeah. And that was a hype night, but I was taking a shit, and all of a sudden I hear Rusev J! <laughs> but other than that, I heard the men's Royal Rumble because Rusev started it, Finn Balor comes out second, 
minutes, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm missing the Men's Royal Rumble to take a dump? But I think this could be a, an event where the Men's uh, Money in the Bank match could happen early. I could see them ending with the women's match, but when we're talking about the women's match spe- specifically, we have Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, who... I- I'm sorry, I, I think she's the most overrated person in the entire company. I can't stand Sasha Banks. Becky Lynch, who <laughs> deserves more wins. Mike is fuming right now. I love it, Mike. Give me your so, hot take. So he wants Becky to Becky win. Becky Lynch, I want Ember Moon to win. <laughs> Naomi, Natalia, and Lana, who Lana has the most underrated theme music Lana in Day. WWE. <laughs> Lana Day is fantastic. Uh, this is a, a, a huge amount of competitors in a match. We'll talk about the men's in a second. But for the women's match, you have all these women to choose from, Mike, because you gave me a, a reaction to Sasha Banks. Who do you have going over? Why do you agree or disagree with me on Sasha Banks? And why, you got? And why is it Sasha? Yeah, why, what do you got for me? I have Sasha Banks. Oh, I knew it. I knew um, it. Mike Respass, ladies and gentlemen, the Apron Work Podcast. Actually, our our last episode on the Apron Work Podcast at Podcast. Podcast.com. Um, That's apronworkpodcast.com. Yes. Yeah, in English. Um, <laughs> uh, I actually said Alexa knee Bliss. <laughs> to apronworkpodcast.com phase. I actually said Alexa Bliss, and then I switched. Um, I think Sasha as a heel is awesome. She's awesome. I would as a love heel. that. In, I would love heel, that. Heel Sasha yeah. in, in NXT, I remember. It was one of the Bailey matches where I just remember her walking up. The original takeover. Yeah, yeah. and, and takeover she, she messed with her, her the super fan. And I, I remember watching it and being like, "Dude, she can be great. Like yeah. not not even just a good heel, a great heel." And they've they've completely missed the mark on her. And as far as Money in the Bank winners, um, it's better to have a heel. It's better to have a heel. I agree with you. And, Carmella and, proved that. Yeah, and, and she's the type of person she'll come out with it all, but dazzled and everything. You know, they, she can play around with the money in the bank. <laughs> briefcase. Like, there's too many reasons yeah. for it to be her, which means it probably won't because it's WWE. Um, but yeah, I have Sasha Banks for that reason. Alan, I think it is her, but I'm gonna go. You out agree with Sasha? Theater. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and pick Becky Lynch. Ooh, I like that pick. She deserves a damn win. Not, not my pick, she but I do like She just got that. one. She I just do got like a big her. win on Sunday. He, he did like say her. he's going to come out of left field with that, too, by the way. <laughs> so, I think that <laughs> I think she does win it. She finally gets what she deserves. But she does deserve it. There's nobody better. There's On this whole roster, there's nobody more deserving than Becky Lynch. She gets kind of shit on. She gets eats a yeah. lot of she gets she eats a lot of pins. She just picked up a big win, but I'm I agree with you on that one. But I think a program's going to come out of that. Who do you got? She's gonna knock Charlotte Flair off to get the, to get the money. I would love a Charlotte Becky program. I would love that type of feud with the tea and the yeah. bullshit. I would love that. Um, Sam, who do you have before I say my pick? I would love to pick Ember Moon because Me I too. think off the top rope is like a stunner. I, I think that, that movie eclipses. I, I think that movie is yeah. awesome. But if I had to pick one, I would say Charlotte Flair. I love the pick. That's the safe yeah. pick, but also a, a great pick. I, as a matter of fact, we who do you have again? Becky? Becky. You have Sasha. You have Charlotte. I have Alexa Bliss. Uh, so oh, I'm going to wow. pick Alexa Bliss, Little Miss Bliss, Five Feet of Fury, going over in this match. She's going to cr- climb the ladder, that little Five Foot of Fury, get to the top <laughs> rung, still reach for it, but barely get it. And Alexa is better with the title on her than her chasing it. 
I think she's money. She makes a ton of money for the company. She makes a ton of money just in general. She is money with that title. She now the the thing against her is she's had the title multiple times over the last couple of years. Um, but Alexa Bliss winning that title and just carrying that briefcase around, that pompous little attitude that I love so much about Alexa Bliss, I think it can make some really good TV. When you look at all four of us, because we all have different predictions, Mike, right? Mike, Sasha, dude, the legit boss coming out with the briefcase and doing all that bullshit. I think Becky Lynch just straight fire with the briefcase. She makes it all nice looking, right? You have Charlotte Flair, who's the best wrestler on the women's roster, Ooh. quite frankly, who can come out and make that briefcase worth something. And then Alexa Bliss, who adds that that punk type style to it. Yeah. I think we all have valid yeah. predictions on that one. And what I love about the listeners is it will be Ember Moon. So uh, <laughs> I did say move, I want her to win first. When we uh, move into the last match, this is you two. This is your chance to shine here. The men's money in the bank. We have The Miz, Braun Strowman, my baby's name, Kevin Owen Hall, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Bobby Roode, Rusev, Samoa Joe, and a member of the New Day. Before we get into the winner... Who is the member of the New Day? I have Big E as the I representative. Would, I second that. I think it's Big E. I'm going Kofi. Oh! oh! Because has, he's amazing in someone the... Has to, someone matches. has to say Kofi. No, well, Kofi has a history, Mike, you can talk on this, of kicking ass in Money in the Bank ladder yep. matches. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Royal Rumble and Money in the Bank. He doesn't have to wrestle all year long. He wrestled in those two matches. That's all I need him for. But I think it's been talked about for too long that it's going to be Big E. You know, Big E's going to get a singles push, all this stuff. WWE likes to swear everybody in that yeah. sense, and I could see it being Kofi just as a ragged out. I only chose Big E because when I was watching uh, Kenny Omega versus <laughs> the Elite versus the New Day at the Street Fighter thing. Yeah, that was cool. It was pretty much they admitted that yeah, Big that E was, was Big E. That was, <laughs> and that, yeah. that was really cool. Uh, now, so we'll just assume it's Big E. So Big E, Samoa Joe, Rusev, Bobby Roode, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Braun Strowman, The Miz. I think I got them all. Who goes over in this match? Sam. I'm starting with you. Who has the I, the biggest match of the night? Who goes over? I would love that it's the demon Finn Balor. I really hope that he pulls he, it through. But he'll be the pirate. Of course. He won't yeah. be the demon. Tonight. I know, but I would, I would still like a surprise demon because I've, I've like live watching, I've never seen him yeah, as the demon. Finn so Balor to me, that would be shit. awesome as a demon to win it. So I, I have to go Finn Balor. I love it. I love it. Give it a bounce. Alan, what do you got? The A-lister. Oh. The Miz. Oh, is going to win money in uh. the bank. He's going to bring legitimacy Back to Money in the Bank. Legitimacy after Baron Corbin to the title. After Baron Corbin failed to cash in last year, uh, yeah, Mike. Be, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, um, no, no. Do you have a thought? Do you want to finish your thought? I totally forgot it now. Just. I'm gonna say a real quick, really random out there one. I'm gonna say Cian Almas attacks Rusev and joins the match really? to get him heat. Who, I don't whoa, 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 think it's gonna happen. Where'd you think of that? Like, what came um, to that? I'm just trying to think who I could picture with the briefcase. Um, Zelina Vega with a, the briefcase would be yeah. incredible. Yeah, I, that's. I was kind of thinking they can leave that long term. Mm-hmm. He could. He could. You know, two hundred fifty days time. later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what's going to give him more heat than knocking Rusev out of this match, where everybody thinks Rusev is going to be in? It? I don't think it's going to happen, but it's kind of my out there prediction. I'm going with Samoa Joe. Ooh. Wow. Um, and that's why I have AJ Styles winning the match. Sure. Because I could Samoa see Samoa Joe, Joe coming out. Coquina Clutch, bam. Yeah, and you just, the match is never going to happen, but it's keeping teased at being happened. You can have Samoa Joe come out there and be like, nope, not now, on my time, you know what I mean? Like, I love the Money in Bank contracts with heels. I think it just works better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not the type of heel that's going to 
he'll fake like he's not going to take advantage, and then he will. I think they can do so much with him, whether Styles or Nakamura has the title. I just think he, I think he makes sense. As much as I love Kevin Owens and I love The Miz, um, I think Samoa Joe is going to win it. Now, a name that has not been mentioned, I think the most obvious name in this contest would be Braun Strowman going over. He stood tall in the go-home show to Raw. He stands tall every friggin' week. Um, while I would love to pick Braun Strowman, and I wouldn't be surprised if Braun goes over, uh, greatest Royal Rumble winner, all that good stuff. I'm with you, Alan. I think The Miz well, takes it. Real quick, when you said Braun, like, what I thought of, because I recently saw the um, Andre Giant documentary again, and it kind of says, like, why? It's like, I never want the... I don't want the title. I just want to be me. And I feel like that is exactly what Braun is. But Braun is the most, in my opinion, is the most over thing but in he, the company. I, I hear you. But he is the Andre Giant of today that was, you know, back then. Yeah. But the thing is, you can't get over organically and win the title. you got to have WWE get you over. Of course. Okay. And force the title on you. That's, Roman Reign, that's yeah. the Roman Reigns. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, Braun is everything we wish Roman Reigns would have been. Whew. Agree with that yeah. 100%. 100%. And, are you there? But what I love about this is... We agree on the men's, but you guys disagree. There's three out of four predictions. We have four different predictions for the women's money in the bank. We have a ton of different predictions for all the matches. If there's one thing that we can say going into the money in the bank pay-per-view, it's that we don't friggin' know anything. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's what I one thing. And that's what I really like is this unpredictable nature of this co-branded pay-per-view world that we live in now. I think that's money. And I think this pay-per-view, because Backlash sucked, I think we're going to get a really good pay-per-view tomorrow night. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Alan. We're, that's it. We're done. Have a good day, everybody. See you at episode 95. Pissed. Let's go buy some wine. Yeah, so everybody, uh, Mike, one more time, let us know where we can find you on the social medias and on for the Apron Work Podcast. Um, Apron Work, yeah. Apronworkpodcast.com. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Apronwork. Mike R., I think it is. I probably should know this stuff. I'll, t- I'll tell um, you in just a second. I'm going to look it <laughs> up. Okay. Well, we are on Podbean, iTunes, apparently oh. on CastBox. Terrorizing has followed you. Thank you. That, that, that is not it's, my Twitter. It's, uh, Thank Mike, you. it's Mike R. It's Mike R. Comma, eight, I'm sorry, apostrophe, making apostrophe. God help my co-host. It's Mike R. Apron Work oh. Podcast. Uh, if you want the at, it's at Apron Work Mike R. Yes. <laughs> on, twi- yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, we, we, we have a Facebook group, all 10 of you that are in there. Thank you. Well, soon to be um, 13, baby. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, but, yeah, it, we try to talk about wrestling. I'll, I'll do a little bit of that. We try to talk about wrestling without it being a weekly show. Mm-hmm. We don't really talk about Monday Night Raw. We don't talk about SmackDown. We try to go with a lot of stuff. This last week, we did the history of the Money in the Bank, not necessarily this show. So I'm happy to be here and talk about it a little bit because they don't let me talk about it there. <laughs> what I love about Mike's show is Mike did an episode the day that the Avengers Infinity War came out. They talked about, like, an Infinity War the because that's such a great cross crossover they talked about a bunch of awesome stables in wrestling so it's like the avengers are a great stable here's some great stables in wrestling so what they do is they take the pop culture comments and 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 they incorporate into the wrestling world which is why the apron work podcast is a podcast you have to subscribe to itunes podbean wherever you're listening for your audible goodness but alan tell us a little bit more about where we can find you you can find me um I am coming officially back to Twitch in September. Speedrunning. Speedrunning will be a part of that. Speedrunning will be the main thing. Mr. Santos is dead on Twitch. I'm pissed. Terrorizing will rise (laughs) on Twitch and will take over Twitch coming September. Follow that Twitter, Terrorizing Live. Um, I'm sure you know what Terrorizing comes from. 
um, from yeah. Apron Works Degrees. <laughs> he knows where it comes from. Um, you can find me on myself, uh, Mr. Santos24, on Twitter and on Instagram and on Snapchat. Um, I post all the most random stuff on Snapchat mostly, uh, Twitter every now and then, mostly Throwback Thursdays. Um, but I will be back on uh, Twitch mainly coming September. Awesome. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Those are your Money in the Bank predictions for the uh, pay-per-view coming tomorrow night. So by the time you're listening to this, it would be tonight, Sunday, June 17th. We're looking forward to that pay-per-view. But Sam and I will be back with you this coming weekend for episode 96. We're looking forward to having you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Alan, for coming on the show. Uh, Alan, before we go, there's a surprise that I asked you to bring that I don't know. That you have for Sam and I. Alright. So Uh-oh. I'm, and Mike, we'd love you part- to participate in this. <laughs> well, since you listened... Uh, was it? You've been listening to them since the beginning, right? Well, yeah, even, yeah, I'm in the 50s right now. <laughs> I have to think hard about this, about what I want Alan top is, three to be. Alan is surprising us with a top three okay, awesome. okay. on the episode. What were your top three favorite top threes you did from one to four? <laughs> Whoa! You told me to make it hard and make you think about it. Well, we might have to like wait another episode just so I can think of all the top threes we actually have. And that's why I want to do it now. Was we can't do research, so I would say my favorite top three we ever did is our favorite. It was our top three worst of 2017. Okay. That was my favorite list we did because (laughs) Sam's going through his notebook. Uh, My favorite top three we ever did was top three worst of 2017 because I heard Sam on the top three say Pokemon, which is my favorite video game franchise of all time besides Super Mario Bros. And that was on his list. And for me, that was right there. Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon was on the was could have been on the list, but we decided I decided against it. But my favorite thing was like, what did I hate this past? year so for me the top three 2017 most hated list or worst list has to top my list i mean i would almost have to agree with you there since i only have half of the notebook since the other first 50 summer and the other notebook. i don't have any notes i just, just i literally memory. flipped through because i offhand i couldn't even imagine but one thing i did like is top three game franchises i just thought that was a nice one franchise well, this is top three least favorite oh least favorite oh my own to me <laughs> Uh, so, Mike, you've listened to a couple episodes. Uh, what I, I know that I'm calling you on the spot here, but do you know any top threes that we've done on the show that you were like, the fuck? <laughs> I, 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 I wish I... Yeah, I was going to say, I wish... surprise on everybody. None, none of us had any <laughs> okay. ideas. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking of my favorite. I didn't even realize you said least. That's so right. The whole time I was like, oh my God, you said least. <laughs> I, I can tell you my favorite was Pokemon. I think yeah. early on you did the Generation One Pokemon. We did. So obviously we did. that um, that one. We did. I, I enjoyed. So I'm sticking with my favorite because yeah. you just can't think of it. I surely can. My least is almost top three childhood fads we could bring back. You hate? I love that. I don't. One. I don't. Oh, I, don't need, I don't need. Pokemon I don't. Cards. I don't need to bring back my Mom. starter Eagles jacket. Let that. Starter jackets? Who didn't have a starter jacket exactly. back in the 90s? Let it go. That was amazing. Uh, the other top three I can think of was our first ever episode. Episode one, we did top three albums of all time. And Sam and I were halfway through the list, and my wife, then fiance, comes down. And I didn't know how to, what they call, edit back then. So I like left it in the episode, and it was her like going through the fridge and all these background noises. And I remember telling Sam... I'm so pissed. I don't even remember. <laughs> and that's the thing. I listen, I listen to my own show all the time because I'm a loser. Uh, I like that. But, Alan. You know I, my least top three from What's you your least top three from us? When Sam said he didn't want Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> oh, top three. 
No, uh, but that was that was the whole that was. Hey, but like I said, I love Dunkin'. The reason I didn't because their ice, their um, their latte, the ice caramel latte is like it, it's so addicting. Like if I get a large, it's gone in a minute. I can't stop. I was seething. I texted Greg. <laughs> How dare he? But I saw. I started saying I love this place, but it they take all my money. Alan, Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. And everybody who stuck with us through this bonus episode here at Stone and Key Cellars Winery, everybody that came out today, we had about 12, 15 people here today. Thank you so much to everybody that came out, had a drink, uh, tip your waitresses, yes. came out, hung out with us, came, came on the show, Jason Harris, Latisse, uh, Kate Coots, Matt Check. Colin, yep. Mike, Alan, everybody that came on the show today. Thank you to everybody who joined us. Sam, thank you for coming today. I really appreciate it. We will see you this next week for what is it? Episode 96? 96. We'll see you this weekend for episode 96. Now let's go buy some wine. has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.